Okay, there we go. We are now live. Hello and welcome Woo! to the bonus roll. Uh, Hi. <laughs> uh, I am GM Gearnos. Uh, with me today is Zizabeth, Tux, Demage, and Meryl. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, if y'all want to say... Wait, oh no, y'all already all said hello. <laughs> yes, feels like... So, uh, this is our first stream. We're hoping to do this on a weekly basis. We will be starting roughly about now and running for about uh, four hours or so uh, with a break at two o'clock, or sorry, with a break in two hours. Um, we are going to be playing a uh, 5e D&D Ravnica game. And before we get going, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get the awkward describe your character's uh, appearance out of the way now. So, rolling a d4, and Tux, you get to describe your character first. Hooray. So, my character is a Simic Hybrid Ranger. Um, he kind of got experimented on and lost a lot of his memories of, like, all the people he knows and stuff. So he's not in the best place, um, and he's just kind of doing work for the Simic. Ducks, ducks. Describe what your character looks like. He's blue, uh, kind of messed up, scales, and uh, likes long walks on the beach. And <laughs> wow, the, the uh, beach it like really comes out in your face, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah, so he, he's got, like, fish scales along part of his face. Uh, he's got um, kind of octopi tentacles um, over his forearms that currently allow him to climb very well. And, uh, like I said, he's a ranger. Um, I think that's Nothing all I got. Wrong, I okay, so, Demage, you're up next. All right. It's like, I'm playing Gregor. And he's a goblin. It's like that's pretty much most of the description right there. <laughs> but yeah, he's got some pretty big ears. He's got a like great big nose that's a bit red. It's like, and he's pretty much the smallest person in the party, give or take any familiars in animal companions. It's like might be having a tussle with the dog. Who knows? It's like the dog is actually a bit larger than you. You can yeah, have the dog. Yeah. I could. If goblins were amicable to dogs, but I'm not sure about this. <laughs> the watcher's I'm pretty tinier. sure that's the thing. Okay, so, uh, Meryl, let's hear about Rail. So, Rail is a devoted researcher of the uh, Simics, and very fascinated with uh, all things biomancy. He's a human, uh, fairly young, brown hair, and always the most fashionable person in the room, and that's all he is. Nothing else. Okay. Uh, someone said that there is no audio in the chat. Uh, chat, can someone say if they're hearing us? Hmm. Well, I... Okay, they can hear us. Woo! Alright, thank you, cool. chat! Excellent. Yeah, uh, stream delay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ingrid, you are now up. Let's hear about how you look. Uh, Ingrid Corviday is human and probably the youngest character in the group. Um, red hair, kind of short, and definitely looks like she's winging it in like all of her expressions 90% of the time. <laughs> uh, she carries around a side satchel and a practice familiar, which is not her familiar yet and on loan from her patron. That's Watcher, the pseudo-dragon. Okay, so, 
we got that. Half the party is mold. <laughs> yes, actually, that is true. Well, can you count a dragon as, as pseudo dragon as bald? It's hairless. Yes. Then more than half the party. I don't know. Let's make a straw poll and chat. <laughs> On the bright side, uh, a certain canine more than makes up for that. Do we need to introduce K? Uh, I think he'll introduce himself fairly well when he starts mauling someone. We're not sure who yet. But he's a massive right? Yeah, he's a uh, very large mastiff. He's a mastiff about the size of a uh, Great Dane. So imagine like a war dog. That yeah. is the general description of uh, K. Uh, Watcher is a cute little pseudo dragon. He's got like uh, kind of reddish black scales um, with the shimmery gold yellow eyes. And like a nice little knot bar, but uh, stinger tip on his tail. So, um, we've already done a couple pre-stream games just to get everyone comfortable with their characters, but we are going to be starting off with uh, this now. So, um, here we go. You co what? forgot to turn off the AC. Okay. You awaken in a dark room, the dying embers of an old fire flickering and casting long shadows about. There's four, three other people around you, a large dog, and a small, almost cat-sized dragon that is watching quietly from a distance. None of you have a memory of how you came to this place. You have a vague impression of a silver envelope handed to you by a goblin boss, tucked into the folds of your new coat. Sitting on a bag of <laughs> sitting on a bag of kibble on your desk, or taped to the edge of your new shield that you found that you picked up in your room. You look around; the room is all but dark, with the exception of that, and see the people before you, as was described by our players. The one exception from those descriptions is a small glowing thread tied around each of your wrists. What do you know? Well, I guess I'm not That's getting curious. those pants dry clean today, huh? Frail? How good it talks! What did you do? I don't think this was me. Well, seems like we're all in this predicament together. Is your comb getting revenge now since you left it? I use prestidigitation to make myself smell slightly like sulfur and tell him I'm not food because my relief at hearing this lab creation talk is now been somewhat confused by the fact that it seems to be making no sense. Like a sudden cloud of energy ripples away from the young girl in your group and suddenly the whole room smells like sulfury brimstone. Not food. Thank you very much. Do do we have to start making endurance checks? I'll let you know if you need to make a check. I can okay. hold back the smell. So is is there a thread around Kay's like paw? No. She goes ahead okay, and so ends the like Okay, give me that one more time, Tux. So Kay is untethered. You are not tethered to anything. It's like you know when you tie like a string around your finger to remind yourself of something. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like it, like like marionette like string. Not no, like no. It's just like tied around your wrist thing. with okay. like a loose bow knot. So like clearly I've forgotten something, which is not a 
um, state that's unfamiliar to me. Uh, so I guess the first thing is I'm going to check on K, make sure he's okay. Uh, okay. He um, kind of snorts at you and then gives your face a lick and then ignores you pretty much. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to kind of just kind of scratch him on the head, make sure he's... Oh, that gets his attention. He leans into it a little. Yeah. Now, is the room darkish? It is pitch black with the exception of those embers from that dying fire. Um, right. So when we say pitch black... Dark <laughs> like, it is dark, but there's enough light for your dark vision to show you, like, a 30 by 30 room. You don't immediately see a exit, but there is a kind of decayed-looking corpse in one of the corners of the room. Uh, the oh. And across from that corner of the room, there is a, another glowing silvery thread attached to the wall. It's simply lovely. I'm going to pick up my quarterstaff and make my way over to the quarterstaff. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this guy my, my instinct is, is that since clearly nobody's like, tried to aggressively attack anyone... I'm probably going to start, like, introducing myself, like, hello, I'm Veradir, I'm with the Simic Combine, I'm, I'm going to level with you, I'm not sure what happened or why I'm here. Okay, Grigum, real quick, while you're inspecting the corpse, go ahead and make me an investigation roll. Yay! Monks are good at those. <laughs> the 16, yeah. 16? That's not too bad. Uh, you basically take the quarterstaff and you poke it around and roll it. Uh, you roll it over and you see like the lower half of the corpse's jaw is missing. It's almost completely hairless. There's like a couple tufts of it, but you notice there's like a number of burn marks on its body and cuts and a few bludgeon marks like where the arm is bent at an angle. How fresh does all this look? Uh, it looks... The wounds seem fresher than the corpse, like that someone was beating on a dead body. And those threads tied around your wrist, the sparkle is starting to fade from them a little. I'm mostly using Watcher to see the surroundings, and so I've been pinging. Okay, Watcher is like... He skitters around like he's very cat-like. He's like crouching down and he's like poking into the corners where you direct him to check. And you're just getting the basic impression from him of empty room. If I cast these thoughts on the uh, strand, on yours or on one of the other ones? On, on mine. All right. The the uh, thread around your wrist kind of glimmers and then. Disappears with a flash as a memory floods you. Uh, it is of a kind of thin looking, pale with a light tan, like someone who normally spends most of his time inside, but has suddenly started going outside more and more. So he has that weird, like almost someone fake, fake tan to him um, appearance. He's like, My name is Seven. You need to go and find the brass coin. You will be handsomely rewarded. Interesting. Okay, so... The wounds on this corpse have been applied post-mortem. So, hi. Um, with all due respect, who the hell are you? <laughs> Rego. Ah, and you... And I kind of motion towards um, the female. 
she she looks at you like she would normally stand up and reach out to shake hands and then she just kind of stands up and gestures really awkwardly and says Ingrid. Okay. So Grigum, Ingrid, um, would you like to introduce yourself? And I motion towards um, Rail. Ah, uh, Rail Corvino, uh, also a Simic researcher. Uh, I think we might want a good look at these uh, string things. Agreed. Um, can I do a uh, Arcana check on the strings? Yeah, go ahead and make your Arcana check. Okay. Ooh. I'm gonna check this silver thread thing that's on the wall. Okay, what did you roll, Tux? Eleven. Eleven. It looks like a glowy string. All right, go ahead and uh, are you? What are you using to like look it over? Are you checking it for magic, uh, Greg, or are you like just seeing how it's adhered or what it is? Uh. What it is slash how it's adhered. <laughs> okay, just go ahead and make me a general investigation check again. Okay. Does Watcher have a string also? Uh, nope, no string on Watcher. I ask him if ask him if he knows what's going on. Okay, what'd you roll, Mage? That was a seven. <laughs> it's a very shiny looking thread, though the shine is starting to wear off a bit. Uh, Watcher looks up at you when you talk to him, Ingrid, and you just get this mental impression of blank. You see whatever it was affected y'all who erased your memory seems to have affected him as well. I think we better get to that thing real quick. (laughs) Yes, I'd like to cast and code thoughts on string the corpse as well. Oh, there's no uh, string on the corpse. There's one hanging on the wall. It's across from the corpse. One on the Okay. You touch the string, and it kind of unravels in another flash, and you have a memory of looking to the side, inspecting or watching back down a hallway. You're not sure. And then you hear a click sound, and you turn to look in the direction, and you see a swing blade just scythe through the air just an inch or two above Grigum's head before the memory fades. So I'm safe, right? Yeah, no, that was entirely in Rail's head. (laughs) But I meant more that if it should go off again. (laughs) Probably. I'm too short for this ride. (laughs) We should cautious. I think there may be traps here. And I'd like to do an arcana also. On the string on your wrist? Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. Uh, Natural 20. Okay. And Uh, a 3. Wait, what? (laughs) Plus 3. Oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, there's no um, critical successes on skill checks. But still, that was pretty high, and your experience with uh, magic has been tutored, we shall say. Uh, You recognize this as a thought strand, a uh, memory-containing device. I'll go ahead and um, tell the rest of the party that I have heard of these, and I think they may contain our missing memory. Well, well Grigum will start fiddling with, <laughs> fiddling with his string. Huh. GM is mute. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, it's just kind of tied on there with a loose knot. Like, it's easy to untie. It's like you pull two things and it comes off your wrist. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to pull one thing because trying to grab it with my other hand. Like, have you ever tried doing that? <laughs> yes. I can't do it, so... Well, between your hand and your teeth, you manage to yeah, basically okay. like, tug the knot. Yeah, let's let's see if anything happens with it. I 
may be able to help us. Um, I know a little knack for dealing with them. Um, if you don't mind, I can activate them and then tell you what they contain. So did anything happen with the string? <laughs> hey, you untied it. Uh, yeah. uh, Ingrid will actually take him up on the offer. She feels like, you know, she's the one that told them what they did, so she kind of feels like they'd be backing down if she doesn't, so uh, she'll head over to Rail to take him up on the offer. <laughs> so, yeah, um, in code thoughts, and now he's, uh, I'll, I'll parrot along what the memory contains. Okay, so you touch the thought strand, and it dissolves into your memory, and it is a memory of Ingrid facing you, telling you something that would make her trust you if you repeat it. So, Ingrid, what does the memory say? You can trust me. <laughs> I know I made it. I hadn't talked yet. <laughs> um, it's actually just a string of the names of five obscure mushrooms. So, basically, like, right. Savellus, num- I, I can't remember mushroom names now. It, it has, like, the bird's nest one for fashion. It would have, like, a truffle. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so I'm assuming Rail would pass that back. He <laughs> am frantically looking um scientific mushroom names. Uh, I'll pass things along, whatever they yeah. are. Okay, okay. I'm not sure. See, mine... That's very personal had... info, Rail. That was on the string? That was on the string. Huh. Mine didn't have anything like that. It had someone yeah. calling himself yeah. Seven. Yeah, do me next. <laughs> uh, sure. Right. You can see me, right? The yes. strand dissolves into Rail's memory, and just like Ingrid's, it is a memory of Grigum looking up at Rail, telling him something to repeat back to him that would say, you can trust me. Okay. <laughs> what Rail says is basically, all right, all right, now repeat after me. Life is a waste of time. Time is a waste of life. But if you're wasted all the time, you'll have the talent of your life. An interesting philosophy, but I'll pass it along. Okay. Uh, How the hell did I say that? Wow. Interesting. So I'm going to do my string, but before I give it to Rail, I'm going to put it in front of Kay so that Kay can get the scent. Seriously, that was an ice cream cone if I ever heard one. So that uh, we could start tracking the scent if possible. Okay. Uh, have go ahead and roll pers- survival for K. Okay. I should have had that up. I apologize. Okay, <laughs> survival is. It would just be his wisdom plus proficiency if he's proficient in it. Otherwise, just wisdom. Oh, uh, Ziz, you're kind of. Oh, there you go. Never mind. You're fine. Oh. Camera was refocused. Focus. Fifteen? Okay. Yeah. Kay like goes and then walks over to Rail. And sits down and goes Okay. Um Well uh I'm gonna hand mine to Rail. Do your thing, I guess. Oh. Uh oh. Looks like we may have lost Meryl. Nope, I'm here. Oh, okay. Whew. Scared me there. Okay. Sorry. So the uh, crap blinked out of existence. How did you do that now? You can't go. We don't know about seven yet. Sorry, trying to figure out how to set the uh, avatar. Uh, don't worry about it right now. Don't worry about it. All right, so uh, Fairdeer holds out his strand to you, I believe. All right, let's see what he has. 
It is not another memory of Fair Deer. It's another memory of that person who said his name was Seven. He's a coin keep erases the last 24 hours of your memory. And then the mem memory blanks. Okay. I'm gonna uh, look over the corpse again. Does it look familiar? Uh, you rolled sixteen earlier, right? Yes. No, you. It is like a complete stranger to you, and it looks like it's been dead for a couple weeks at least. All right. Does, okay. So uh, this isn't Groundhog's Day situation. <laughs> so this, if I wanted, to... Gonna, sorry, we're not going to run into corpses of our former attempts to get out of here just <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> That would be very strange. Wow. Uh, I, I, I Have you seen where we live? Your character would immediately jump to that. Um, so Have you seen where we live? I wanted to kind of go CSI on this um, body. Would that be nature or medicine? Medicine. Okay. Uh, can I make a medicine check on this? Go ahead or and roll it. Okay. So you said it was a blank room. Did we see, like, doors, windows, anything, or was it... No, it looks like, like an empty somewhere? room. The only features was the corpse that uh, Fair Deer and Grigam are seen over. And at the other side of the room, the strand was attached to the wall that gave Rail the memory of a scything blade. Okay, 15. 15 on your medical examination? Yes. This corpse has been dead a while. Like, they're... The like you take a little knife and cut it open and the blood is just completely congealed within it. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to um, announce my findings to the party uh, and probably ask. Uh, I, Gregum, I believe you've um, in inspected this corpse. Um, do you have anything uh, that you notice that I may have not? Well, if you've taken a look at the wounds, as I mentioned earlier, like most of these have been have occurred post mortem, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which means either somebody with very a lot of anger issues or An uh, some sort of trap that would keep like basically just functions. If that makes sense, like the body's already dead, but it keeps doing its thing. Would be my guess. If he's say sitting on a switch, yes, or a murder hobo. Uh, you don't see a switch or anything under the body. Um, did we it's hear a very the, real. Um, did we hear the messages that Rail heard, that Rail got from Seven or no? Um, they only appeared in Rail's mind. Okay, because yeah. Rail was telling us about Seven. I didn't know how far he got because he got interrupted. Um, so I'm going to go over and ask him. Hey, what's that message you were telling us about Seven? There's a very real possibility that this whole trap is timed. I did want to, sorry, before I respond uh, to the question, I want to ask, do I remember Seven at all? Like, does he, is he somebody that I've met before? Uh, go ahead and roll me history, because you are from the area. Should I do that too? Sure. Okay. Ooh, first roll of the campaign is a six. Nine. Y'all have never heard the name before. Nope. I cannot say that, uh, you're not someone I'm familiar with. But he looked very pale. Not someone who spends a lot of time outdoors. No offense, but that describes about 90% of the individual assignments. Well, he, he has that impression of being pale, but also having, like, either a slightly darker skin tone. Like, he was this kind of pale caramel color. 
So he either was very new to being outside and was just like getting the start of a tan, or his tan was fading, or that's just his skin tone. Ah, okay. I so say somebody with a dark, naturally darker skin tone who has not seen much sunlight. Did he say what he wanted? Yes, he asked us to find a brass coin, and in the um, Theradier's strand, apparently coin keep, which I must presume is where we are, erases the last day of memory, which would explain why we don't know where we are. Sorry, um, coin keep? I didn't make it up, I'm just passing the animation along. Okay. Uh, presumably we agreed to something within the last day. Can, can I, I do know. another arcana check on coin areas that erase memory? I think that would be more history. Okay. Okay, so, and maybe I didn't no. explain this, Two. but I um, gave the strand to um, Kay so that he could track down the origin of it which went to rail and since rail is the one um who can uh basically do something with these i'm going to be under the assumption that this is um some sort of methodology that uh we came to to keep some degree of memory to keep ourselves on track uh rail does this sounds reasonable to me Okay. Uh, does anybody have any sort of parchment and pen, maybe some sort of notes? I pull out my calligraphy supplies. <laughs> okay, do you have any, like, notes on you that you don't remember writing? Go ahead and make an investigation check. Uh-huh. The six. You have a note for one robe from Barrow and Hill Tailors. Hmm. Yeah, uh, apparently time. I need eggs. <laughs> Well, we never found we'll never find anything else out by staying in the same place. Is there a door to this? Well, the other thing no. we can um, figure out, I think, is is that a we've been here longer than twenty four hours because obviously we've prepared for the thought strain. So I think that that means that we've been here longer than twenty four hours and have also realized the power that this thing is. So. Just to point that out. I didn't think that my first crew was going to be this motley lot. It's like, come on, I'm like, let's see if we can find a way to get out of here. Like, sure. Um, the only thing is, is that we need to probably want to figure out which way we came from to get here. So it's that a room with no doors. It's like, it's like, I think the first question is, can, let's find an entrance of where we can actually get in or out of. I send Watcher up to look for any drafts or anything near the ceiling, and I also go ahead and cast um, False Life to give myself some bonus hit points in case something goes down. Okay, go ahead you know and roll perception for Watcher. That is a good point. He's like, I'm going to strike up a torch because I'm pretty sure not everyone is got dark vision. He's like, despite the conversation. He's like, I was going to um, ask if we have uh, all of our gear with us. Yeah, you have everything, including, like, uh, the stuff that you normally leave behind if you're just going out for a day. So you clearly grab your stuff when you head it out this way. Uh, um, Watcher gets advantage on perception, so he has a 20. Okay, Watcher kind of, like, flitters his wings, sniffs around the air, and swings over to the wall where the strand was, and he's, like wings flapping a couple times and you get a mental image of a stone that's 
just slightly raised up from the rest of the wall around it. Uh, uh, this way, there's a keystone. Question. Um, while all that was going on, um, so the brass coin is obviously of some significance to Seven. Um, I don't know, would this be an art history check or an arcana check just to know, like, is the brass coin of some significance in, like, say, alchemy or something like that? Uh, go ahead and make an arcana check. Okay. I have struck up an uh, struck. A lighted torch. Like, that would be a, uh, 23. Uh, 23? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you have no idea if brass coins are used often in alchemy, but you've heard of, you know, coins being used to trade secrets and stuff like that with iconic, 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 wow, I lost my ability to speak. Thank you. Iconography? Thank you. Iconography. Um, carrying secret meanings. Uh, Grigam, when you light the torch, you, like, go from, like, this low light and from the dying fire that y'all were around to, like, and y'all go from dim light to lit out about 20 feet out, which fills most of the room. Okay. Um, I also have a torch. Um, yeah, you can light it up from my direction. Um, I'm gonna ask, like, about well, I know Rail is human, so he obviously wouldn't have it. Uh, Ingrid, do you need light to see by? Um, she beckons Watcher back over to her now that he's helped, and he curls up and perches on her head, and she says, "We're we're good." Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, how do we kind of want to proceed? Well, I feel like I got a quarter staff. I'll poke the keystone. Everyone lay low on the ground in case that's a trap trigger instead of a door opener. He's like, Would you prefer Mage Hand to the keystone? If you want to. This, and I, I'm going to lay on the floor and kind of do like, you know, lie down. Lie down to Kane. Kane kind of like... <laughs> Good boy. Like a little piece of kibble. I'll get like um, back to the wall with my shield in front of me and watch her curled inside the shield, and then I'll um, press up the stone with Mage Hand. Grigum is going to kneel down because he's short enough. As <laughs> Rail, anything? Rail is going to flatten himself against the wall. Okay, so <clears throat> you, the spectral Mage Hand just kind of like and wisps its way across the room, presses on the keystone, and there's this soft, like, click sound for a moment, and slow grinding, and a ten-foot uh, section of the wall, like, separates, where it looked like it was solid, it just, like, slides back to reveal a hallway. And then, maybe four seconds later, four sharp scythe blades, like, swing across the open pathway before retracting into the wall. Lovely. Alright, this is clear. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, so the scythe blades, were they in the hallway or in the room? Uh, they were in the wall, so it's about, starts five foot from where the door is, swings out to five foot past the door, and then retracts into the wall again. Okay. But, but the uh, section oh, the of the wall the side stays down? Uh, the section of the wall stays slid over, yes. Okay. So you can kind of crawl prone in case that thing is on the timer and like we'll go again um, to the hallway. Uh, actually, before I get like into the actual hallway, while I'm low, I'm probably going to search for traps. 
Okay, go ahead and uh, make me a perception check. Okay. Um, yes, 20. 20? Uh, you get up close to it, and you see where the two stones are separated and this blade can come out. You don't see any other immediate traps, but you kind of like, oh, wait. Step back a second as another scything blade lower down across the uh, entryway, and you see another two um, stones that have about maybe a quarter-inch gap for the blade to fit through. Okay. Um, is there any way I can access them to disable them? Uh, you can definitely try and disable them, but it looks like you won't be able to get access to the mechanics without taking the wall apart. Okay. Um, so, I'm probably going to point out these slits at least. Um, be like, that's that's where they're coming from. Do we want to blast them? Um, if you want. And oh, she just I, I guess I think to move away from any of these slits I've identified. She looks around to see if everyone's on board with blasting the spot where the blades come from. I don't know why you're looking at me. I can't do anything. <laughs> I'm not really the blasting sort. Okay, so she aims for the uh, the first of the blade spots that um, Fair Deer has identified. Okay, so you're using mm-hmm. You're muted. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're using Eldritch Blast? Uh-huh. Okay. So you kind of hold up your hand and the crackling purple energy coalesces in your palm for a second. You direct it to the, uh, at the wall. Roll me an attack roll. Eight. Well, fortunately, walls don't have a great AC. <laughs> so uh, you blast the wall and there's this nice little scorch mark. But no real damage. Okay, well, maybe there's a mechanism on the other side to shut it off here. I'll try and get to it. I'm going to pretty much try and, I guess, do a flying leap through this thing. <laughs> acrobatic my way through, hopefully trying to dodge anything that might come out. Like, okay, go ahead and roll me acrobatics. I'm actually good at that. <laughs> uh, 14? <laughs> You kind of like a wee cartwheel through the open door, and there's nothing. Well, it came through all right. I just imagine Griffo like doing that, like you know, like secret spy thing where they're trying to dodge the laser, like routine, and everybody else is like, "What the hell are you doing?" Any any more keystones? Uh, oh, on the outside, go ahead and roll me perception if you're in the hallway. So me. <laughs> Yeah, I think just you right now. (laughs) Okay. That's a 12. (laughs) You're on mute. I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, So, you're in about a 10-foot wide hallway. It goes about 20 feet forward and then splits to the left and the right. You see, like, another, like, keystone sticking out of the wall near the doorway. And you kind of get the impression that this is what would open it from the other side. There's one over here to close the door, but I don't think that's what we want. Yeah. Um, So just come on. Like, it's safe. safe. Out of character, quick question. Mm -hmm. Okay, so about my climb. Mm -hmm. So would you say this would just be like a normal vertical climb, or could I, for instance, like climb up to the ceiling and climb across the ceiling? You're trying to wall skitter. With your tentacles, I'll let you do it. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll. Um, attempt to do that. 
Okay. Uh, you kind of like your elbow tentacles kind of suction you to the wall and you're like crossing your arms and you're like, like those people with like the little suction cups and then yeah. go across the ceiling and you're now on the ceiling above Greg. Okay. Um, so no traps on the ceiling. Um, don't know if that helps anybody. I kind of, I guess, disengage and drop to like the side rhythm. I keep an eye out in case one opens up again to try to blast while it's opening up. Roll me your athletics for that drop, Tux. Or acrobatics. Either one. Oh, wait. how? Sorry, I, I guess I didn't ask. How high up am I? You're, you were like 10 feet up. Oh, okay. Then I'm just going to skitter down. Sorry. I, okay. You're of the mind that ceiling wasn't that high, so I'm just skittering down. This My way. friend, you're a weird one. <laughs> yeah... Um, it's a living. I would have paid you for a swimmer, not a climber with those things, huh? Yeah, um... He's a creature of many talents. Also, it's a living? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I didn't choose this life, it was sort of like, well, I look, should look, do this. Preaching, you're preaching to the choir, I'm a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose this life either. Yeah, I mean, I could have been a banker for the Orzov, but, you know. Why the fuck do you want to do that? Exactly. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so y'all got two of y'all in the hallway now. After that second blade scythe through, there's been no sign of it. Y'all are starting to get the impression that what happens is the mechanism that opens the door is also the mechanism that triggers the blade. First one, and then a second one a couple seconds later. Ah. Uh. Okay, Ingrid's like, well, I, I, I'm feeling robust enough. Why don't you fly closer to the ceiling, though, Watcher? And um, she tries to, you know, kind of keep out of the path of the one she's seen so far and rushes across. Okay, so Watcher just kind of, like, makes that little trill sound that you're used to him making, and he, like swoops up and then over does a par like kind of an arc over the um uh openings through the doorway and just kind of flutters and then lands on the ground and like looks up at Grigam. Hello to you too. Rail, would you care to join us? Yeah, I suppose I may well. What other option do you have? Like, I suppose you could camp out in there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'll follow. At the mention of camping out, and since we have an unknown timetable, I actually check my rations to see how much I'm down. Uh, you are down one day's rations, and as Rail walks through the door, Kay kind of, like, just... <sighs> and follows behind him. Good boy. Yeah. I appear to be down a day of rations, so that would support us being gone a day. I rarely eat out. Yeah, we also probably want to get to the um, whole memory strand thing sooner rather than later. All right, folks, we've got a fork in the road. Let's take it. I'm go we're going left. <laughs> okay, we're going left. So uh, you turn left, and you see the hallway extend a good... 30 feet before it splits in again into a uh, T-intersection. You can see the wall, see, looking behind you, you see the hallway goes back about the same distance before cutting to the right. Okay. I'm going to actually take a moment and try to scratch a marker into the intersection where we, uh, the path we took. Just using a weapon or like some chalk or what? 
do I have any chalk? I do not actually have any chalk. That's an oversight. Um, I mean, like, I, I do have calligraphy supplies, but I doubt that's going to be too much helpful here. What are y'all trying to do? Mark our path. It's like, I could mark it for an hour. But can you mark it several times throughout an hour? Like, I believe so. Uh, no, no. Out of curiosity, what exactly is in a tinder box? Uh, twigs, tinder. some tender, uh, flint, and steel. steel. So I could potentially put some twigs in kind of an arrow shape, at least. Yeah, easily. Or you could take a dagger and, like, carve and uh, scratch in the wall, or pretty much anything you want, really. Yeah, I'll probably do that. Just scratch a um, line in the wall, or uh, a sort of an arrow. Okay, so uh, which direction are you having it point? Towards the next T-intersection or towards the right bank? Um, Towards the T-intersection, I think. Okay, so that you kind of like, makes like that, you know, nails on chalkboard sound as you scratch a arrow into the wall, uh, but you've marked the wall. <laughs> oh, geez. A little bit quieter. Well, especially for those with bigger ears. Hopefully. <laughs> Done is done. Let's uh, forge onward, shall we? Uh-huh. So, uh, actually, before we forge onward, I, I think I'm going to check for traps again. Go ahead and make a perception roll. Um, 23. You poke around, and near as you can tell, there aren't any traps. Okay, I relay this information. Uh, okay, I let's get going. Anybody doesn't object, since I have dark vision, and I can check for traps to sort of lead the way. Uh, yeah. Alright, like, if you insist. <sighs> Unfortunately, I don't seem to have any torches of my own. Um, I, oh, here, can I have mine? Okay, yeah, that works too. Grigum's torch is enough to create a good, like, 20-foot lit range that you can see in well enough. And I have dark tradition to begin with, so it's like, well, I mostly lit it for the benefit of those who didn't have it. <laughs> Yeah, it creates a 20-foot uh, range of light and then another 20 feet of dim light out past that. So y'all can see fairly well around you right now. But in all honesty, so Rail, you don't have any torches on you? I do not. Okay, I'm probably just going to give them my torch since... Now we can do wheel torches. <laughs> okay. Well, just like as... Just so that he has a torch in his inventory. Like, that is his torch. Okay. I don't uh, go ahead and mark that down. Okay. We're, we're like an hour in, and already we've loaded up one character with torches. <laughs> Real, you are the torch bearer. You, you your torch back. I, I think to watch her really strongly watch Pathway and then make like a googly-eyed crisis face of um, a fair deer. <laughs> I'm emoticoning to watch her. Okay. Do you, wait, do you not have a torch? I don't have a torch. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll give my torch to Ingrid since Rail already has one. I, well, that would make it really hard to hold my shield and spell cast, now, wouldn't it? Do you have duct tape? Nah. <laughs> that was out of character, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Uh, In universe, it would be flex tape, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> Is it bands? I mean, you have rope, right? I think I'll be okay. Okay. Okay, so uh, when you mode at Watcher, he kind of like, there's a, that little trill that he does, and then he like swoops and starts circling around Faradir's head before flying back to you and kind of resting on your shoulder, curling his tail around your neck. By the way, did we ever figure out the sulfur smell thing? 
Um, yes, I was convincing your crassest senses that I was not food. It seems to have worked. Also, I didn't know from what you were saying early on that you were as intelligent as you are, so my apologies. I, Usually the ones I meet are not. I don't know if I should feel good or bad. Just take the compliment and move on. <laughs> Also, I'm fair, dear. I, I don't. Okay, this time she will shake your hand and say, "Ingrid." Okay, I will make sure to make the tentacles kind of go um, back so that <laughs> it's a little more humanoid. Oh, that's right. You have bristles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that actually doesn't bother her. She just, you know, thought you might be trying to eat everyone. Earlier. Yeah, I, I kind of get that reaction. That that's fair. <laughs> so, uh. Ingrid, uh, you said you know some of that, it's kind of wiggling his fingers, that, that kind of magic, right? Uh, yeah, a couple blasting spells and uh, may chant. I don't know, I don't suppose you know anything to get uh, a dungeon schmutz out of a good coat. Oh, oh yeah, that one's an easy one. I would greatly appreciate it. And Unfortunately, she... that's something I can't do myself. It cleans up the, the party as they walk along. Yeah, Rayana has a favorite party member. It basically takes like six <laughs> seconds per person, and she just like goes, Oh, waiter! And then the cleaning happens. I, like I, I turn to Rail. Make sure that your comb is uh, in good shape. I, I know how important that is to you. It should be sparkly clean like everything. I don't understand the problem. Also, it no longer smells of sulfur. Hooray! lilac now. So, you find your way to the end of the tunnel in the direction you're going. It splits into a T-intersection. Uh, one end travels a good 60 feet before it banks to the right and continues forward. The other direction goes a good 30 feet and then looks like it opens up into a room with this weird kind of red carpeting that you can barely make out from the light of the torch. Um, just as a question, do I have to keep declaring that I'm checking for traps each hallway, or... Uh, you can check just, for traps when you say you check for traps. Can we just assume every time I go to a hallway, I check for traps and just... There, I'm, going to assume that, I'm going to assume that your characters do something like go to the bathroom every day, eat every day. I'm not going to assume your character is checking for traps every day. Okay, so... Hey, carpeting, I, human trappings. Okay, I checked... Yeah, that was my... <laughs> Uh, well, I guess at first we need like which direction we intend to go, yeah, they, and mark it with the dagger, and then check check for traps. Yeah, the, the room definitely is a more appealing option right now. Like, so y'all are going to go to the right and head into that uh, room, carpeted room. Yeah. Okay, so uh, mark it with the dagger, and then uh, and obviously this is the normal dagger, not the magical one. I'm not... Yeah, it's not the distraction dagger. <laughs> so. I'm doing it with the disposable dagger. Um, and Brigham uh, is making a map as he goes along. That's okay. Yeah, good. Smart. Very crude. Very crude map. <laughs> Check for traps. Alright, go ahead and roll your perception as you're walking down the hallway. Uh, 18. Alright. Uh, you don't see any traps. Are the rest of y'all following behind him, or are y'all waiting for him to, like, go into the room? Um, I'm waiting for, like, an okay symbol. <laughs> I'm following behind, but um, Watcher's also checking for traps, like I uh, messaged him. Okay, go ahead and make the perception check for Watcher. 
19. 19? Okay. Watcher does not find any traps either. I, I don't relay this, but we proceed with fair confidence. Okay, so y- y'all enter the room, and it's... Uh, I'm, still, I'm still waiting for a signal. Oh, okay. Uh, rail, rail figures, well, carpeting gives off a kind of homey aura. This must be a safe room. It's a <laughs> Okay, so what's Rail doing? He's going to follow along behind. And Grigum's just hanging out back at the junction, then? <laughs> Grigum's pretty much like... All right. So, um, and then just continues forward anyway because we yeah. haven't worked out communication. Well, it depends because have, have you told somebody that if there's no traps to give a signal? Because so I figured that was typical trap finder behavior. <laughs> okay, so as y'all walk down the hallway and step into the room, I need everyone to make a perception check because it's either that or someone just goes. <clears throat> Found the trap. Seventeen. Seventeen? Or sorry. Twelve. I'm wrong a lot. Eleven. Uh, Sixteen Eight. for me and seventeen for Watcher. Eight for Rail. Oh, what, should I roll for K? Yeah. Okay. Nine. Okay, so uh, y'all notice something as you take your first steps into the room. The carpeting isn't so much made out of carpeting. It's like this thick, rubbery material. And it's wet. You step on it, and it squishes around your foot. And with that, I'm going to transition your web pe- your page to. There we go. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Like, we're in the mouth. We're in the mouth. We're in the mouth. <laughs> A number of eyes and mouths open up on the floor around y'all, and you can hear this like. Sound before like voices start like where you where you it's just it's constant gibbering. Uh, go ahead and pull open your um, character uh, journal and drag your character token as to where y'all are positioned in this extremely tiny room. Which door is the one we entered through? Y'all entered in through the one at the top. And positioning. So. Wait. How do we get the tokens? They're not um, showing on screen anymore. It should be under journal. Click on journal. Okay. And then drag it to the screen. Which door did we come in? Y'all came in from the one at the north. Okay, then that would put um, Tux and me in the lead, probably. Give me a second to alter this. I'm not that tiny. Okay, good. I can't. Well, no, the, the room is supposed to be that tiny. It's the needs to be more visible. So, so we came in from the top or the yeah. side? Hold on, I'm about to reposition the room. Okay. So that it's not in the upper corner and invisible to, like, audience. I have boxes stuck on mine. Are they showing on yours? Okay, there we go. There, that should be more visible. Go back to the token layer. And go ahead and move yourself to where you are. And what were you asking, Ingrid? Um... It's probably okay. That's not a thing to say. <laughs> I'm having map issues where it shows blocks with my name overlaying the map. That's all. Let me take a look. It's, well, oh. you moved it, so... Okay, I see what happened. It um, didn't pull over correct tokens, and they're stuck as blocks on my screen. But it shouldn't be a big deal. All right. And, Rail, where are you at? Um, oh. Maybe the hallway, since um, since Fairdeer and I went first. Okay, and this pillar of, like, 
flesh and eyes and mouth starts to well up out of the ground, and it's just a cacophony of voices jammering and yammering at you. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Alright, let's see how this goes. Here we go. 14. Check yourself. Do not do big wind ups. It's like seven. <laughs> 17. Um, I've got um, 20, and Watcher has 14. Um, who else had 14? I had 14 as well. Okay. And uh, don't forget, roll well. I've got my eye on you. Uh, GM, you're mute. All right. So, monster rolled a two. So, what is the order? Um, who rolled 17? Oh, I didn't roll for K, sorry. I thought he automatically went after you. Yeah, K okay. goes after Tux. Okay, so okay. 17 then. Okay, so it's um, me, then Tux, and then um, Watcher and Meryl go at the same time, and then Damage, and then the monster. So I'm going to cast Tux. All right, that is a charisma check, a uh, saving throw, right? Um, okay, this is a bonus action. Okay, so as a bonus action, you're casting Hex. Usually it says so at the top, and I'm not sure it's not showing it right now. Thank you, D&D Beyond. You can read spells. Hex. Hex is a... And I will do it for strength, by the way, for the disadvantage if it lands. Oh, it doesn't have require a check. I wasn't sure about that, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, no check required. Alright, so it has disadvantage on strength. And I'll go ahead and do um, do an Eldritch Blast, and then I want to um, fall back slightly to the edge of the hallway, just so um, I have ha- like half cover, maybe. I don't know. All Depends right. on the angle. Go ahead and roll your damage. I mean, your attack, sorry. Um, 21. 21. That will hit it. Go ahead and roll damage. 9 damage. 9 damage. Oh, plus the d6 from Hex. Okay. Uh, another 2. So, 11 total. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. And you are concentrating on Hex. Alright, Fair Deer, you're up. Okay, I um, guess I just tried to attack it with my longbow. Alright. Uh, yeah, you're within range. Go ahead. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. Alright, uh, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Watchers on my shoulder, so put him there. Yeah, I couldn't make him tiny. That's okay, um, he's just on my shoulder, so he's on my spot. Okay, that's, um, 11. 11 damage? Yeah. Alright, so, uh, first this blast of Eldritch energy slams into the thing, it's all wah, 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 wah. And then, like, a couple arrow, an uh, arrow shoots from, uh, Faradir, it's like, into the thing's side, and the arrow and the blast, like, soak into its body, and leave, like, injury marks, like, you can see where it traveled, but it's not bleeding or anything like that. Alright, so next is, uh, Watcher. Wait, okay. Oh, right, yeah, K acts after you. Sorry. So, uh, I'm gonna assume that I can move K up. You can move K up to your speed, and you can move past allies in combat. Okay. Um, or up to his speed. 
I guess he's gonna attack. All right, go ahead. So K kind of like wiggles his way between Rail and uh, Grim and like runs up to the creature and is like, Arr. "Go ahead and roll your attack." Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, seven piercing. Seven. Okay. All right. Then now it's Watcher's turn. And Watcher does really not want to attack. It's going to, you know, just try to send some mental images of, like, you run at it. Trying to tell a creature to run. I'll go ahead and let you make a uh, persuasion roll. That'll be a flat roll for Watcher. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Watcher sends these mental images to it. We'll see what happens on its turn. Uh, Rail, you're up. So first off, I'm going to drop uh, the torch that I was holding. Okay, clatters to the ground, then the shadows cast all over the place, but you still gain some light. Because I need to have a free hand. And I'm going to step in behind K. Pardon? All right. And cast Shillelagh upon myself. Okay, so you hold your hand over your uh, cane, and the crow on your walking cap just like kind of buffs out. Get soulful looking crawl for an actual action. Let's try guiding bolt. Okay, go ahead and wait. Is that a saving or is that? That is a ranged spell attack. Okay, go ahead and roll your attack. Fifteen plus uh, fifteen plus four. All right, uh, that hits. Go ahead and roll. Oh, sorry, fifteen plus six. Uh, you were casting that first level, right? Yes. Okay. First level spell. D six. D six. It was 4d6, 5 plus 5 plus 2 D6, plus 5. that is ridiculous. Well, it's got some... Uh, the problem is that it has to pass AC. Yeah. So that that dealt uh, 17 damage. And it had, the next attack against it has advantage. Exactly. So you... What, does, what kind of damage? Uh, advantage. No, no, damage. What kind of damage? Radiant? Oh, yeah, radiant, it's radiant damage. damage. Okay. 46 uh, radiant damage. So, so you, 17. You kind of point your crow at him, and it's like, it almost looks like its mouth opens for a second, even though it's a solid piece of wood, uh, metal, and this, like, blast of energy shoots out just over Kay's head to strike into, like, the center mass of the creature, and it looks like feathers are starting to, like, drift down around it. Vile thing. Alright, that brings it up to Greg. Alright, look. So, guess what's gonna happen? My mouse will cooperate with me. I'm gonna start make my way downtown. The idea you need me to move the um, K? Uh, no. It's like, you're fine. Okay. Because I've got the skills <laughs> to wreck this. Nice. Oh, yay, flanking. Is that still a thing? Yes, uh, flanking yes. is a thing. You have advantage on your attacks now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, does it get an attack of opportunity? Like, no, you didn't enter its range nice. and then leave it. Alright, that's, that's fair enough. That's like, one of the rule so, changes that I'm happier about three <laughs> to five. Yeah, no conga line of death. So, I am pretty much I am gonna spend the key like, to perform flurry of blows. Like, okay. Go ahead and uh, make your first attack roll. Yeah, that probably is the thing to do first. It's like Yeah, I have to make the attack first before I spend the yeah. key point. But, you do have maybe. advantage on it, though. I'm going to be okay. striking with my quarter staff on this one. Functionally, no different. 
<laughs> okay. All right. What do we roll? It's a nine. <laughs> nine? You, like, strike it, and like, oh, it's going to miss, and the thing kind of turns to look at you, and it's like, bends, and as it bends, it moves just in the place where you just strike down at that little curve of its body. Oh, wait, I forgot advantage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, I was, I was about to say. Yeah. With advantage. Yeah. Ten. <laughs> you, you still hit it. You still hit it. You like it's turning around to look at you, and you're just like whack at that little curve of its spine part. So right. and roll damage. That's a eight. Eight. I'm bludgeoning. All right. Go ahead, and then you're doing flurry of blows, which is another yeah. two or three hits. Uh, another two hits. That's okay. I'm gonna have two dice now for You have advantage still. Yeah, like that's why I'm using advantage. It's like, uh let's see. So twenty-three is like That's a hit. And then Wow, these green dice are doing crap all my rainbow dice are just like <laughs> have near crit hits. <laughs> just shy of it. Yeah, yeah. Like this was a nineteen, so plus six is a 15, twenty-five. It's like, that also hits it then. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage for those. All right. It's like... That's a 13. It's like... 13 damage? Yeah. Do you want me to break the numbers down? Or... No, that's okay. Okay, yeah. Like, you guys all just pounce on this thing all at once, and y'all pummel it, shoot it with arrows. And Greg, like, skitters around the side of it, comes up behind it, and just, like, staff strikes it, and then follows up with a quick one-two punch, and the thing's like, and before it just kind of melts down into this lump of fatty flesh, and seems to go inert. I mean, it would be hard to do a one-two punch with a staff in hand, so it's probably like a kick somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Well, like, I probably mean, just I, spin I picture, around the staff. I picture it as like you struck it, and then punch, and then punch again. Alright, uh, so that thing is either dead or unconscious, y'all cannot quite tell. I'm going to transition y'all back to non-combat. Okay. Question, do I have the ability to recover my arrow? Uh, go ahead and let's see. That was one arrow. Mm -hmm. mm. I actually continue concentrating on hex because I can still move it within the hour. Yep. So I continue concentration and I aim another couple objects blast at the pile of goo. All right. So you recover the arrow pretty easily. It's kind of in there deep, so you're kind of like having to root your hand around in this like flesh jelly almost to pull it out, yeah. but you get it. So yeah. you re successfully recovered one arrow that smells absolutely horrible. Yeah. So after I scorch the pile, I clean the arrow so it doesn't smell bad with us. Okay, so like you just blast it several times, like with the Eldritch Blast, and it kind of like makes this hot doggy burning flesh smell that's not at all pleasant, but it's clearly not moving. I think it's dead. Oh dear. You can investigate. I mean, you have a proven, proven track record for going up to corpses. Yeah, why not? I think I'm cool. Uh, can I do a medicine check, see if there's anything interesting with this corpse? Sure. Uh, go ahead and make a medicine roll. <laughs> uh, seven. It has a lot of mouths and a lot of eyes. Like, way more than you're comfortable. Something okay. in the neighborhood of 20. 
And you're from the Cynic, so that's saying something. Ravnikandinists and um, and business. Uh, how does it floss? Um, I don't think that was much of a concern for it. So uh, now that y'all have Some a minute of... to look around, this y'all are in a uh, twenty by twenty foot room. Uh, there's the entryway y'all came in behind y'all, and to your left and to your right is another two hallways. Uh, the left goes down a couple, f- maybe thirty feet, and then again turns and continues on. The hallway to your left goes like not even 20 feet it's just like a short little burst and then you see an opening into this room with a glowing firelight coming from the ground uh, okay guys which direction fires are homey too but that has me a bit worried at the moment all right i'm i'm gonna be honest i kind of zoned out there for a little bit <laughs> Can you repeat the directions again? Oh, okay. So, uh, y'all are facing south right now, so to your left is a hallway that goes about uh, 30, 40 feet, and then turns back from the direction that y'all came from, back north, Um, and to your right is a, like, 20-foot hallway with, like, this firelight glow coming from the floor in the next room as near as you can see. Alright, no windows or anything, just stone. Yeah, it's all, like, dark hut stone, and the air is kind of, there is clear, but there's like a dampness to it, like a wet. And if you take a sniff around, it's like, it smells very musty and rotted. Okay, sorry. Well, in my experience... Stay away from the rot. No, actually, when you're looking for something, you look for dangerous things. (laughs) Because it's likely they'll stick them there. If you say so. um, Sorry about your torch, by the way. Well, don't worry about it. Like, never need it anyway. Well, I'm gonna pick it back up for traps. Go ahead and roll. Which direction? Twelve. Uh, Watcher will check for traps in the direction of the fiery glow. Oh yeah, in case I didn't specify, that's the direction I was checking. And gets a fourteen. It's basically just following him whenever he checks and checking again. <laughs> okay, so. Y'all can work together and just have one person making a a check at advantage. But the two of y'all, Watcher and um, Faradir, kind of peek in and they check the floors and the ceilings for drops. And and they don't see anything that looks trappy, but you can... you don't see anything that looks like a trap. Uh, They can peer into the next room and they see uh, there is a separation from one end of the room to another and a 20 foot wide river of just molten lava is pouring from the wall and flowing across the floor and down a crack in the far wall. I thank goodness the floor is not lava. Not all of it. So what about the ceiling? Ceiling is intact? The ceiling looks mostly intact. There's some cracks in it and damage but nothing like it looks like it's going to collapse on y'all. I guess more specifically, if I did the whole fighter climb thing, like, like you know, like went up a wall, up the ceiling, and then down to the other side of the 20-foot thing, like that would be, would that be doable? Uh, as long as you avoid, like, the big crack in the side wall where the lava is flowing out, yeah, you should be able to get around that pretty easily. Uh, anyone have a water block? Uh, sorry? Does anyone have a water block? 
afraid not. We need two so that we can create an infinite water source first. Uh, Joex! Um, Minecraft. The obsidian. Um, okay, so I can get to the other side pretty easily, it seems like. And also, we have rope. So uh, if we need to cross this... Rope over lava doesn't have the best structural integrity. Yeah, no. Uh, we could investigate the other way first. Couldn't be a good option, too. That my best course of action. Sadly, I left my lead shoes at home. There may be another level, deeper or higher, that is actually a better way around our parallel room. Yeah, you know, I can't fault the logic. Come on, let's see what the other way has to offer us. Okay, so when we go back... Um, on the marking, I'm going to make kind of like a Roman numeral one, and then, um, write out, like, the new direction, and then put, like, a two. Okay, so y'all kind of edge around the lump of waxy flesh that y'all have left in that room, and, uh, head on down to the, uh, other hallway, and y'all follow it down to quarter, and about maybe five feet from the, uh turn in the room, the hallway, you start to hear, like, this low music tone. It's just, like, a simple, like, background sound. It's not like someone's listening to a grand opera. It's more something playing to kind keep noise up. Kind of like, oh... It's more like just... It's not super... So, so it's like the musical equivalent of a backup singer. <laughs> it's pretty much just like someone wound a music box and left it running on. Ah, uh, okay. But... Okay, so first, yeah, I got order probably check for traps since the other ones were using timing and you know music box that things tend to be mechanical. Okay, go ahead yeah. and make your check. We're gonna say you you mean mechanical, right? <laughs> Seventeen. You don't find any traps. And and Watcher's still kind of like following him and half trolling him and checking too. I got a 13. Okay. Basically. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of. What would I use to try to sense, like, if this was some sort of spell attempt? Um, like Arcana? I would go with Arcana, yeah. Just making sure. Uh,. Also, can I do an arcana check on the um, music? Okay, go ahead. Fifteen. I mean, there you don't recognize any spell components, and you know that some magic users can use music as a medium, but there's nothing magical about this, it seems. Okay, so we're probably not going to be lulled into a zombified state by the music. You mean fascinated, right? Sure. Something like that. Ingrid's kind of got annoyed by now with him, like, stopping everyone every few minutes, and she just starts starting off. Okay. So, walking into the, like, following the hallway down? Yeah. Okay, so you take a right turn, sorry, left turn, and the hallway continues on, like, another 20 feet, and then opens up into this large... 40 by 30 foot room, there's a cot in one corner, a desk at the far end, a uh, chest of drawers, and there's like a very like well-dressed gentleman, like coat tails, hat. He's sitting at the desk holding a book reading. He looks up as you come in and taps this little disc on the um, table next to him and the music stops. So, yes, hello? 
Uh, does he look um, kind of like the skin tone that was described earlier? No, he's very pale with like um, a mustache and very short cropped hair. So she will uh, make a short uh, bow and say, hello, sir, how are you? But loud enough that they can, you know, hear that she's talking to someone. Uh, he kind of takes a slip of paper and puts it in his book and closes it. I am, well, y'all managed to get this deep into coin keep, huh? Uh, did the creature in the last room give you any trouble? I've been stuck here for a few weeks now. Anyway, you shouldn't run off like that. Just come chasing up after her. <laughs> did we hear the stroll after? Mm. What did you say, Tux? Um, did we hear the few weeks part? Uh, yeah, he's talking at, like, normal volume, so if you're within... I'm going to ask him, how did he know that was a few weeks if this place keeps wiping your memory every 24 hours? He holds up his journal. Okay. Oh, yes, um, the monster has been neutralized. We don't seem too worse for wear, I think. Ah, excellent. Uh, then I can continue my exploration. Um, I'm going to have to pack up. Hmm. Uh, while you're packing up, could we uh, have a look at your journal just to, so that we're kind of on the same page? It seems like we may have uh, aligned interests. Well, my interests are my own, and I don't see any reason why you should have access to my private thoughts. Okay. Do you need any help packing up? Oh, no, no, I'm quite fine with it, and he goes over to the cabinet and pulls out uh, this large maybe two foot by two foot square of just black material and he just kind of drops it on the floor and it opens out into this maybe ten foot wide black hole in the floor. He's like, yep, I'm good. And he starts hauling stuff into and just like toppling it into the hole. Um, just... Out of curiosity, mm. I just make an arcana check to see if I know what the hell he's doing. A portable hole. Go ahead. And Ingrid just watches with fascination as she is taught to whenever she encounters new magic. Nine. It is a hole in the floor, and he made it appear by dropping cloth on it. That is about all you know. Hooray. That is a neat trick. Yeah, it's a portable hole. It's like very handy storage space. Yeah, my question is, would your character know that? Grigam may have encountered yeah. it before. I mean, he's worked with a couple different organizations. Yeah, yeah. Like... Plus, it's very obviously a portable hole. <laughs> okay, so my character would in character know. That it is a hole that they were Yeah, like, I wouldn't understand the intricacies of what it can do, how much it can hold, but just... It feels like a very common enough thing to see among guilds like okay. for storage. You know, like, Plus, you recognize uh, it as literally a hole that they carried around and dropped on the floor. So, I mean, yeah. he said he was packing, so it'd be something you would carry with you, I would think. Yeah. So he tucks his journal under one arm and he kind of like drags the uh, table over and he starts like taking stuff off of the table. You can see now that it's close it has like a little dish with some food in it and like some writing implements and he carefully reaches down and sets and his arm seems to go like pretty deep in there down to his shoulder saying stuff into there before he just like upends the table into the hole. And he starts going over and dragging over the chest of drawers and doing the same. Ingrid kind of uh, starts the timer on Go ahead. You are a strong individual, sir. 
<laughs> ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, um, I mean, not much else to do but work out here. As since Ingrid's not casting right now, she's kind of starting her short rest timer in case it takes them an hour to um, pack up. And she's having some rations, which now smell like candied pecans. And I'm trying to keep Kay from eating Ingrid's rations. And, uh, this is going to be a short rest. <laughs> I mean, y'all are free to use the room. There, there's no way out of here as near as I can tell. So, like, with that big pile of goop in the uh, next room over, I was pretty much just not going anywhere for a while. And he takes the uh, chest of drawers out and he starts putting clothes into the hole and then putting each of the drawers in themselves. I mean, he's not actually lifting anything heavy. He's just dragging stuff across. And, yeah, well, even still. It's a different question. As far as you know from your journal, we have not met before, correct? He kind of stops and sighs, untucks the journal, and is like, uh, no. Okay, just making sure. So apparently my assumption is we came from two different directions. Well, as Or near... we came in after him. <laughs> Well, I've never seen y'all before, apparently, but uh, there's only... So what is your name? Oh, uh, you can call me Uncle... No, that's a little... He just extends his hand and smiles, and so, uh, call me Rybald. Right. Can I meet you, Rybald? I am Virgo. Pleasure, and he does actually shake his hand. Like, the second you reach out for him, he pulls his hand back. Right. You don't exactly seem like a comedian. Uh, I find things funny. Sure. I'm just watching him back. He's so more focused on like putting the stuff away. So if y'all been here just recently, do you have any memory of uh, coming in? We do not. Uh, we not probably should know. warn him about the trap. Uh, why trap? What oh, trap? Been so that he doesn't. If he he was, I'm presuming that he was trying to get past the thing that we just. The but that's a yeah. dead end. It's like the direction we came from. There was some kind of bladed trap in the wall. Oh, oh, you're talking about the that. Oh, yes, yes, I know about that. No, okay, um, just, just making sure. Just you know, trying to keep the things that could potentially kill us. Oh no, no, no. Uh, the I cleared out most of the ghoul nest before I got trapped in. Um. Well, thank you. Hmm? I don't suppose you remember. I'm sorry? I don't suppose you remember how you wound up in here. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I he holds up his journal. I'm fairly meticulous with documentation, and it's only every 24 hours or when you go to sleep. So, uh, I came from the entrance, I crossed the lava river, I went to the left, and there was a hallway, and then a room with some ghouls. I cleared out most of them, and then I came back and uh, checked out this room, and then when I was on my way out, uh, the Mouther had appeared that uh, was quite intent on not letting me through. So I came back here, uh, pulled out my hole, and started making myself comfortable. Were you to be dead. something? One more time? Were you waiting for something? The thing to leave, or someone to come and kill it? Ah. I mean, it wasn't there when I got here. So, okay, so the thing just popped up recently. Uh, my journal says it's been about a week, four or five days. It's hard to keep precise time. Of course, of course. And just out of curiosity, you haven't come across any brass coins. He 
kind of arches a brow at you and smiles. Oh, no, that's... I mean, if my journalists believe that is not real, that is just a, a rumor. Okay, but the uh, exit was across the lava, correct? Yes, I crossed the uh, lava first, but um, there's an exit past that. Okay, if you wouldn't mind um, kind of gesturing which directions, or was it pretty much right across? Uh, across the lava, take a right, and then when you see the giant, he flips through his thing. The giant doors, they will... That's how you get out. I didn't explore the other passageway out of there. Okay, thank you. I don't know if I'm ready to leave just yet. Oh, no, I figure not. But it's good to know your escape routes. So I was to notice is... this outside of our brains. I'm like, yeah, if, um, Grigum, you have a paper and you have ink and parchment, correct? Yeah, we should probably write all this down. Thank you. Rybog kind of yeah, chuckles and idea. he takes out another drawer and he like tosses a little notebook to Grigum. And so there you go, boy. And then he resumes putting the Thank last you. drawer in before just kind of tipping the chest of drawers over into the hole. Thank you. I can always do it with more paper. It's easier to keep all together if it's all together. All right. Thank you. You've been much He's That chuckle has been doing you favors. <laughs> Oh, you are a funny one, my little friend. And he kind of moves over to his cot and he starts stripping the uh, bed yeah, sheets off like... of it and folding it up, dropping those into the hole as well. Oh, yeah, so hilarious. You think he was part of the cult. Um, so there's no other um, branches off. The, the... Correct. It's just a dead end room. From here? No. I, Sorry, I... I'm speaking out of character. The way we came, there is another branch we didn't look down, at okay. least. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Should we? There's at least two other passages right out the gate from where we were. It's like we didn't check. It's like he kind of pulls the mattress off of the cod and drags it over and like whoop into the hole, and then he starts doing the same thing with like the actual frame of the cod. He's pretty much packing up the last bit of his stuff. It's how long have we been around with him? It's been about maybe twenty minutes now, just watching him put his stuff away. Yeah, maybe we should get going. I mean, he seems to have his own things to deal with. Order, yeah. Um, kind of like with yeah. a grunt, pushes the cot into the hole, and then like grips the edge of it and starts rolling it up, folds it, and then tucks it in his pocket. He's all, "Well, it was a nice little home while it was a home. Y'all can use it if you want." Uh, uh, before you head out, if you don't mind. Do you know where we are geographically? Uh, I do not remember the exact, but it was. My journal says uh, the entrance that I used was in a undercity swamp. So maybe a mile underground. Would I have any uh, any knowledge with my undercity pass of potential places we could have come from? Go ahead and roll history. Do I get advantage for my knowledge of undercity pass? Why not? Still not good. Five. So, oh well. <laughs> you know about 20 swamps. There's a lot of places where, like, the water seeps down from above and makes this kind of swampy marsh area. Well, that makes lots of sense. Okay. Um, I think we probably need to start investigating the other passages. Uh, Ryball just kind of nods, tips his hat, walks past y'all around the corner, and is gone. As lovely as those smells weren't are probably right. Mm -hmm. So probably, again, do markings on the thing. Um, 
as a retcon, now that I think about it, probably like elvish runes of counting would probably be more thematically appropriate than Roman numerals. I don't know if that would be a thing in this world. But... Numerals are numerals. Yeah. Like one, two, three. So basically mark that off. Um, like, you know, that's whatever. And then the next sequence, the third. Okay. So message. y'all are going back to the room with the mouth in it and then taking another path, or are y'all going to try and cross the lava? Or I, I feel like we should double back, is it? Real quick. Okay. Because it feels like this would be doing so would be going further into the dungeon. Okay. Well, Was there a south, southern path from the mouth there also, or um, just the other one we came from? There is the one y'all came from, the one to the lava room, and the one to this room. Okay, yeah, so just, back the way we came. So y'all go back to the mouther room, and y'all look around, and Rybald is just gone. Like, no sign of him in the lava room, no sign of him in here. This is quick for an old guy. I'm very strong, so I'm glad we didn't make enemies of prisoners. So y'all are going to the right and back up the way y'all came? Okay, so y'all yeah, hit that little that. cross section that uh, y'all came to first... And the hallway continues and then turns to the right, or then it you can take the cross-section to the left where y'all came from initially. I feel like since, I, I guess maybe this is naive of me, I'm going to assume that he said there was no press coin that way. So I think, I feel that since our ultimate goal is to try to find a press coin, we should save that. Here's the thing. The way he treated the talk of brass coin, it made it feel like he believed that there was no such thing. This is a myth, an urban myth of some sort. Yeah, well, again, it's like, it's probably a myth or legend that he heard and just dismisses as being just that. I was like, I I hear you, but I feel that I guess it's not to say that it doesn't exist. It's the fact that he wasn't even looking for it. So it was like, fair. Watchers checking for traps on the new path. The one unexplored one. The head and, okay, go ahead and roll. Um, twenty-three. Nope, no traps. It can be found. Okay, Ingrid's gonna kind of like, guys, come on. Walking and talking, walking and talking. So y'all walk to the end of the north passageway then, and it turns to the right, and you can look down, it goes down a long way, like way outside the light, way outside your visual range too. Hmm. Check for, uh, I guess we just go along the way checking for traps. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna make a steady pace for the... Can only those trained give other people advantage, or like, hmm? can only those trained give other no. people advantage? Or you just... can always work together, and long okay. as it's like something that you can actually do on your own. As Brigham is probably one of the other person in the party with text that can, that has dark vision, probably will help him out. Who? Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Faradir. Faradir, and it's like, all right. Uh, if you're helping Faraday, Faraday will roll with advantage. Okay. And uh, Watcher actually naturally has advantage on uh, perception checks, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. um, that's, that's why he's not been assisting. It's still going to be 22. Um, 22? Yeah, kind of like our character, my thought process is, is that he doesn't know these people, and he's not really... My character doesn't know these people, doesn't particularly know what they're good and not good at, and isn't going to automatically rely on them okay. to do. Them, so, so. Uh, Grigum is more 
opposite end of that, where he's like, I'm stuck in the same boat as these people. He's like, right. I may as well give what help I can. He's like, so, like if now we get that, out of this, I'm offering them a job. <laughs> so now that you've like helped him, he'll probably be more inclined to ask. Just like he wouldn't be the one to ask other people unless it's like, made very clear to him that they're very good at this thing, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like, th- this is the second time we've worked together so far. The first time was the, examining the body. Yeah. Okay, so y'all continue the, down the hallway and at first it seemed like really far down, but y'all take maybe 20 feet and like, oh, there's the end of it. It's just far enough long to be like Okay, it's dark, way past I can see. So y'all start down the hallway, you see it looks like a dead end. Continuing all the way down to it, you start to notice like something moving along the wall. And as you approach it, you notice this thin red trickle leaking from a crack in the roof down the wall and down into like a hole in the floor. And it's just this thin red liquid, very not congealed or any jelly or anything like that. It's like rainwater almost. Brigham, in full goblin fashion, is like. Tastes irony. Mage hand to poke the hole. Like into the hole or just like poking at it? Into it to see if it goes deep, like through the floor. The finger goes into the hole and like the red starts puddling around it. Okay, and the shape dissipates it. Like, the puddle stays for a few moments before it starts, like, draining fully. And our, uh, out of character, our previous check for traps. Nothing, y'all didn't find any traps. Okay, so if this were trapped, that that check would have covered. Yeah, if there was yeah. a trap, yeah. and you'd, it would, that, I mean, if you had noticed it, it would have been there. But you didn't notice right. any traps. Yeah, I'm just making sure that, like, in yes. the metal sense, I wanted to make sure that that okay. Sorry, well, um, you have checked the area for traps. Yeah, it tastes vaguely of iron, but doesn't seem like blood, like too thin. So rusted Rats? iron. I mean, it could just be a natural deposit. I su- assume natural deposit, probably oh, running up against the river. Like probably yeah. not the nicest thing to be drinking, though. Maybe yeah, like, like goblin. Like, is it machinery on the other side? Actually, probably a better, a good que- another good question is: Is the water cold? It's actually a room temperature. Mm-hmm. So it's seventeen. Not, like you don't hear any so, machinery. Uh, like so, it's probably stagnant water that it's draining from. Like it doesn't taste time. stagnant. It just tastes like iron. Yeah, but if it was running water, it would have been you know cooler. Yeah, by nature, it's like so, it's probably like. Not so much stagnant, stagnant, but at least like some gathering reservoir of water that's draining out. Yeah, like that fills and drains out for one reason or another, probably naturally. Okay, so also kind of out of character. What I have kind of picked up on the fact that Ingrid is probably from the Undercity. I don't know why you would have, and that would be up to you. Okay. Uh, She definitely seems comfortable here. Yeah. But she, she hasn't really done anything, and I guess this is more a question to Ingrid. You haven't let on the fact that you... Um, I don't think anything in particular that I have. No. Um, you can the stuff she's been do asking. An, you could do an insight check later if it, I do something that maybe would be. Yeah, the, again, this was just an out-of-character question because I couldn't remember every interaction and if that was... Well, I think the only thing I've done is talk about seeing crassus before that were wild. And since you do hunt them on the surface, 
Exactly. There's not a lot of wild. That that could be that could be the only thing I could think of that would really give a chance for an insight check. But it would be personal to you, so maybe that would be enough. I'd say the only one other thing that that would probably have given it away was the list of mushrooms, like in particular. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. But then again, that either puts you in with the the, the, what was it? Sorry, Grigori, Golgari, Golgari, like or the. Is it? <laughs> yeah, so um, there's what right? Because they grow things. Because I maybe, maybe. Okay. So because I live in a zonot, so I'd kind of be familiar with the underground. Can I make a roll to see if I could recognize those mushrooms as being like undercity? Uh, go ahead and make a nature check. Okay. No. Uh, five. <laughs> you know what? Those were a bunch of funny words. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's like I like to join in on this. Nope. I actually have a nature check, and I don't want to. Yeah, yeah see, the thing I, is, is that sorry, uh, I was just going to ask, like, you know, if she would have some sort of insight as to where like this waterwood came from from the makeup because she's from the underground, but that whole hinges on the idea that I have some sort of knowledge that she has. All right, wow, the first good roll on these guys on this deck. Uh, that's going to be a 20 total. Oh, 18 yeah. plus 2. You totally recognize, like, a, the mushrooms as being commonly grown by places that would grow them for food or for whatever the use of them is. They're not, like, wild-growth mushrooms that would show up in, like, the gruel areas or anything they're, like that. They're definitely a lot more, like... Crop mushrooms. They're <laughs> like more often cash crop. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're they're definitely cash crop mushrooms for whatever reason. And actually, um, I did the scientific name of the mushrooms, so your character would be the least likely to know their mushrooms versus a researcher or a nature person. I think we should just probably move on. Yes, let's keep going. But, <laughs> we've been we've been talking like five minutes about mushrooms. <laughs> Well, how about instead we spend like another couple minutes talking about mushrooms, take a short 15-minute break, um, go stretch, get some water, hydrate, have some food, and we will pick up again in about 15 minutes. Sounds good to me. All right. Starting Um, now or? Yeah, starting now. All right. Um, Everyone in chat, thank you for joining us. We'll be back in about 15 minutes. We're taking a short break to, uh, well, I mean, look how much I've been drinking. I'll be back in a couple minutes. See you guys in a bit. Bye-bye. There we go. Fix it. All right. Forgot to fix the audio again. Okay. So, uh, wow, I have to say that all over again. Came back a little late. Sorry. Uh, we're getting started on this. Sorry about the no audio. That was my bad. Um, we will be working on getting some ambient background music for while we're playing, as well as for during our break soon. Um, it, hopefully we can keep on doing this and we can start doing stuff during our breaks, like, uh, art stream or commercial or anything like that. Um, I haven't really mentioned it yet, but we're at uh, six followers right now. I'd really love to see us hit uh, ten followers before the end of this, but if we don't, we don't. So, picking up where we left off, y'all are at the end of the corridor. There is this irony red liquid dripping on run from the ceiling down into a, a little hole at the floor. And y'all were talking about mushrooms. 
Yeah, I would suspect some machinery on the other side, but I don't hear anything humming, but it does seem a bit rusty. What's tripping out of its ceiling level? It's just like a hole? It's like there's a crack or at like the top of the ceiling, and it's just kind of flowing in through there. It's not so much like drip, drip, drip. It's more like a slow trickle. And the, uh, the hole, does that seem like man-made or just like natural erosion? It looks like it's just like a gap in the uh, stonework. Okay. Did the corner keep going, or did it stop here? No, it stopped there. That is like a flat dead end. Um, investigate the wall, I guess. Okay, so uh, what are you doing, Rail? Just taking a little scrap of cloth, and uh, I'm going to just soak up a little bit of the what of this liquid is and keep the sample. Okay, so you just hold up a little. Go ahead and make your roll, uh, Faradir. Am I muted? No. Okay, you were going to make an investigation? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 16. 16. 16. So you give the wall once over. It looks like this is uh, some older stonework. It's cracked and not quite fitting together as well as it used to be. But you're not finding any openings or traps or sources of the water other than just that little uh, trickle. Hmm. Seems odd to have such a long corridor come to a dead end. I ask what sure if he'll go fly around again to look for another keystone. Alright, go ahead. Um, 21. Uh, Watcher, like, gets on close and he scours all over the place and he looks back at you, trills, and doesn't seem to have found anything. It does seem strange to go nowhere, but maybe we must something in the hallway rather than the end. Might be worth backtracking a little bit, see if we see anything else. Possibly. Yeah, probably a good idea. Okay, so y'all going back the way y'all came to the intersection? Yeah, and I think if I am interpreting this correctly, we're kind of looking around, feeling along the walls type of thing. Okay, because it's pretty dark in there outside the torch. Not a problem yeah. for the people with dark vision, or the pseudo-dragon with dark vision rebroadcasting for you. But y'all travel back down. Hmm? What's up, bro? Just thinking, they should really see about getting some light source of light. We'll make it back to town. <laughs> you mean like the torch I gave you? Yes, but torches don't last forever. It's been uh, about yeah. an hour now, and torches are starting to get a little dim, but they're not going out on you just yet. Those things are designed to last for quite a while. He seemed to be on his case an awful lot. Well, y'all, y'all know each other? Yeah, co-workers. We're, we're both from the Simic Combine. She oh, nods like she really doesn't understand. We're researchers, mostly. Mm, fascinating. He's a researcher, too. Pointing at Kay. Kay just I like... Just... <laughs> I give him scritches. He leans oh, into an assistant. Uh, huh. So, y'all get back to the intersection. Y'all have the direction down to the giver's room. The passageway that y'all came from initially that continues on past where y'all came out into it, and then the one y'all just came down. So, do y'all know a Dr. Cardot? Um, yeah, I'm assuming, should we make, like, a check for this? Um, history. Yeah, I'm assuming this is, like, a random, just, like, I re- okay, this would be 12. EA 16. Uh, the name sounds familiar, but you can't place it. Not personally familiar. Yeah, it, it sounds familiar, but I can't say that I know the person... I'm just trying to scrape together recent memories since we know so little. Um, You know, I figure running into three Simic researchers may be strange. So 
Oh, well. And then she continues looking at the walls. <laughs> I run into simic researchers all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> so most of the people I run into are simic researchers. Exactly. Normal day. Uh, yes. Um, so back down to the Gibber room, or y'all going to go back up uh, the way y'all came and check out that other branch of that hallway? I think uh, we're going to check out the branch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to make my markings. Also, I'm probably going to ask some questions about, like, um, about, so apparently she knows that Dr. Cardot and <coughs> that they're a Simic researcher, so maybe a couple of questions, like, what subject, what, how did they know this person, that sort of thing. In character. Y'all are free to talk among yourselves as y'all want. I'm not going to rush y'all along. Okay, so, um, I'm just going to be like, so how do you know this Dr. Cardot? Oh, I begin to looking into dreams, and he kind of looks at dreams and subconscious, ran into him. I, okay. I think I was above my head talking on the subject, so, but I remembered the name, and since we remember so little of how we got here, I figured I'd ask. Especially sure. with, you know, memory, subconscious, lost memory. And she shrugs and just continues walking. Skipping away. Don't mind me. Yeah. It's not really our, and I point to myself and Rails, our department. She actually listens and she notes that, but she gives you no perception that she's listening. Okay. Brigham's ear twitches at this stuff. It's like, like basically his tell for, like, I am paying attention. <laughs> Gregor, yeah. go ahead and roll me a history check. Absolutely. Let's see. It's my history bonus. Fun! That's a six. <laughs> it's been bouncing around for in your head for a little bit. Rail said a name. What was the name he said when he used the memories? It, you've heard it before. It's ringing a bell, but you can't place it. So y'all continue on down uh, right, to right. that first intersection y'all came out of, and looking down the hallway, you see that 10-foot doorway is still open. Uh, y'all know it's trapped, but it doesn't look like it's trapped. The hallway continues on past y'all another 40 feet before it turns to the right. Y'all gonna head on down to it? Trap checking. Yeah, trap. For the new hallway. Go ahead and roll. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Caution is for the 21 for Watcher. Okay. Who is actually, you could probably tell, old enough to be quite wary of traps. <laughs> if y'all haven't paid real close attention to Watcher, his skin looks a little flaky and he has some bandages around him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rail. I got your name right, right? Yes, Rail. All right, all right, Rail, Rail, Rail. Like a, like a person who said that, yes, yes, like, like safety rail. I get that. No, hey. Anyway. You said the person that gave you this mission to find the brass coin. His name was Seven, right? Seven. Seven. Ah. Like, like the number. Right. Yeah. No. No. It's like I don't know. The name is bugging me. It's like, like I know a Sven. I don't know a Seven. It's like, and the guy I'm thinking of is a is a law mage. So. Okay. I think I'm the only one that hasn't rolled acquaintance on if we know anyone named Seven. Uh, you do know an Azorius law mage, but you know a, uh, woman, uh, and the <laughs> one in the memory was definitely a man. Okay. 
And have enough time for us to recheck if we know anything about this person since they came back up or no. Sure, go ahead and uh, roll a history. Right. I'm going to just have a real, you know, describe them again as much detail as possible. With like, to hate us, I guess. <laughs> so I have a 19. All right. Uh, Rail, do you remember what he looked like? I'm just thinking, you know, a man who looked like either he had been pale or uh, hadn't gotten much sun, but was either starting to develop a tent or was just losing. Also, big mustache. Very big mustache. Mm-hmm. Like a walrus with a face. The mustache. So... This is off topic. Is anyone else yes. concerned that if we find this coin, it's going to keep erasing our memory once we leave here? Well, hope not. Because, I mean, the not keep me. erases memory, but if the coin's a magic item in the keep, is anyone else worried about that? No, it just feels like the keep has this mechanism as a vault system, I guess. I don't even think that anything that was within the vault would have the properties of the vault. You know? So you're not worried it's the coin doing it and not the keep? Well, I oh, mean, well. it's better to, I mean, if the coin is a particular note, you know... It may not be worth bothering about that. If no one seems concerned, she just totally drops it and continues checking yeah, the right. hall and heading down. <laughs> I mean, it seems to be a thing attributed to the keep. It's like, uh, so the coin, the coin seems to have a different connotation to it. And it's like, Especially yeah. since they, some people think that it doesn't exist. <laughs> All this talk of a coin. Oh, they forgot they had it. Grigum, go ahead and give me another history roll. Mm. You know what? I'm going to use the new rainbow die. Because that's been rolling better for me than the green one. Hey, it's a 10. <laughs> this is not the first time you've heard of a coin made out of an unusual material for, you know, coin. Mm-hmm. You heard of it in passing, and uh, a goblin boss mentioned having an interest in finding out what it looked like. Now, continue on down the oh, hallway, yeah. and the, it wait. turns to right. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait. Hmm. Huh. Wait. Oh, yeah. What's up? Something to share with the rest of the. No, no, no. It's, it's not important. It's not important. It's like a different case entirely. Anyway. <clears throat> So y'all come to the end of the hallway, and y'all hear this wet, tearing, ripping sound from around the. Um, I probably I'm assuming I'm still kind of in the lead, so I kind of like motion my hand to stop, even though half the party probably doesn't see the signal. I move to the um, like basically flatten myself against the wall. Are we within an hour or over an hour? It's been over an hour now. So would I have my slot back since we've not done anything strenuous? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've just been kind of walking around talking. I'll go ahead and let you uh, use a uh, short rest if necessary. So um, I've signaled to the party to stop. I've flattened myself against the wall, like kind of at the edge of the um, corner. And I guess I'll peek around. Alright, go ahead and make me a uh, perception roll. You have dark vision, right? But go ahead and give me it for disadvantage, because it, the light is pretty dim out where you're looking. Okay, um, 14. 14? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear this wet, crunching, like, pulling meat sound, but you can't see the source. And, um, what I'd heard is if this was familiar from the creature we... 
defeated before. Like, this would be a different sound. The gibbering was more like a lot of people talking over each other. I'm gonna do false life, by the way. Okay. The same amount, seven. Alright. Okay, so the hallway is clear. It's just noises I'm hearing. Yeah, the hallway goes about, um... I'd say 20 feet, and then it opens up into another room, and the sound's coming from that room. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of... Uh, I'm gonna hold, like, kind of signal, like, stop, and I'm going to, I guess, try to stealthily kind of move down the hallway to, like, kind of similar thing, flat against the wall, like, at the corner, and then peek around to the room. All right, go ahead and roll me stealth. Sure. That's a 19 stealth. All right. Uh, you kind of like flatten up against the wall, and it's weird for a moment. The little tentacles at your wrist and the one day elbow kind of shift their color to be more stone like. And you reach your poke your head through, and you can barely just make out like a form hunched over a body laid on the ground, and the head goes like. And then it pulls back, and there's this wet tearing sound. Was this a humanoid or an animal? It shape? looks like a person. Okay. You can't make out the features, but you can see it. They but just it seem to like notice you. arms and legs rather than four legs, if that makes sense. Uh, at a glance. You can see, like, a pair of hands, and you can see it kind of crouching down, but you can't, like, make out a number of limbs. And r- roughly human shape? Uh, yeah. Size? Okay. It's roughly humanoid. I mean, it's crouching down, so it could be anywhere from the size of Grigum up to your rail. Okay. At this point, I'm probably signaling towards Grigum because he has dark vision. Um, is there... I guess my first question is, is there a line of sight between us? Uh, between you and Grigum, or between you and the creature? Between me and Grigum, sorry. Yeah, like, no, y'all can I see. actually, like, motion them, or is it like, no, the angles are such that I mean, you can't even communicate? Hold on, I think we lost, uh, Zizavo. Uh, can you see us? Okay. Yeah, we lost Zizavo. One second. Okay. Uh, I see you. You can see and hear us? I see everyone. Okay. I see and hear all right, sorry about that. Technology is fun. Anyway, uh, Grigum is, uh, I mean, Grigum, would you be keeping an eye on uh, Fairdeer, or would you be hanging back around the corner? Uh, okay. you know, what's what's more advantageous for, like, Fairdeer, really? Because I uh, definitely want to be a part of this. <laughs> I mean, basically what I'm doing is, is I'm motioning to the party to come forward, but kind of like with a slow, like, come, like, you know, like, come stealthily. Very slowly, like yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm assuming by the body language, you could tell. Okay, something's up, and he's wanting us to be careful. So, kind of like yeah, exactly. To which point, I say, I say very quietly to the rest of you. Okay, move up, quiet. If y'all are making the approach, make me a stealth roll. I have disadvantage on stealth, unfortunately. But do we get advantage because of darkness? Like. I think Twelve, and watchers on my shoulder. What was your number again? Twelve. Nine. Thirteen. <laughs> Why did I pick up this die again? Um, one second, I believe it's a, it's a 20 for K. Okay, so, like, K is, like, already by Bear Deer's side, and he's like, and, um, let's see here. Rail, you rolled a nine, right? 
Am I muted? No, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Meryl? Meryl, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, you rolled a nine, right? Rolled a nine. Okay, so uh, you guys all kind of like creep up. To, there's like a brief moment where a misstep from Rail makes his armor clank and you all freeze. And the creature kind of lifts its head a little bit and looks around. And then its head goes back down and starts eating at the corpse again. <laughs> you managed to just barely beat its perception. Drigum pretty much is like. Can we see it now from here? Oh, uh, I mean, y'all can see it. But it's still in dim light. Any more light is probably going to catch its attention. Can we tell if it's wearing the clothes of the guy in the room? Uh, it is naked. The um, body. The the body, yes. The body is naked and it is naked. Okay. Does it look? I'm trying to think. I'm not sure how to ask this. Does it look like a living creature or some kind of monstrosity? I mean, it's definitely i mean it's moving around it doesn't look like a monster monster like you know tentacle waving in the air with um, 20 eyes and six mouths gibbering at you gibbering no. so it doesn't no. look one third no. fair dear <laughs> no i actually remember our conversations with people and it's like does it look ghoulish um go ahead and make me a religion check <laughs> Boy, howdy. Like, pretty sure monks had access to this, but I sure as fucking cat didn't take it. <laughs> yeah. But I got an 18. <laughs> uh, I mean, you I'm can't... Pay attention. <laughs> you can't be 100% sure, but, uh, I mean, it's hitting all the notes. Uh, it's kind of hunched over. It's eating a corpse. It looks a little... Looks humanoid. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, so we've established that this is a humanoid, correct? It has two arms and two legs. It is in humanoid shape. That does not necessarily mean it is a humanoid creature. Yeah. Um, cast Thaumaturgy. Okay. What you doing? So how far away is the creature from us? Uh, it is about 20, 25 feet from y'all or so. Okay, so from just beyond it, on the other side of it, because the spell has a range of 30 feet, mm -hmm. I am going to cast Thaumaturgy and create a phantom growling sound. Hmm. Like some big beast is coming to steal the kill. Go ahead and roll me deception. All right. Natural 20! Oh. First one of the campaign. Well, I know we've had a... We've had a cup uh, twenty already, I think, but not My in combat. That's your yeah. first twenty. Okay, so it like its head shoots up and it looks around, and it then stops and sees nothing and like turns back to its food. Okay. Um, sorry, I may have spaced out a second. So, did we determine this was a ghoul for sure or something? Okay, it, um, it, it's hitting the right notes to be a ghoul. But we don't have strict confirmation. Uh, yeah. So about that. So humanoids are my favorite enemy. Mm -hmm. So could I do like I don't know what this would be. I guess it would be a perception check. Um, with that noted, because uh, it says information about your favorite enemy. Would that include identification? Uh, or would I know that going? I'd say go ahead and roll me a history check. Okay. Ah, that's not gonna do it. Five. There's very few humanoids that live in dark areas eating the corpses of other humanoids. Okay. 
I mean, I've heard things about the Golgari, but I'm going to assume at this point that that's not quite the case. It is working that body. It's pretty much eating consistently. It's stripped all the meat off of like one of the arms. And you can see it holding. And it's got these ragged teeth that are glinting in that low light, and it's just biting into like the pectoral muscles now and stripping the flesh and meat off of it. Now, where exactly is everybody? I'm assuming since everybody's seeing it, we're pretty much three stooges in this. Yeah, like you're corner, like... in the middle of the intersection, not just like against the wall like I am, correct? I assume y'all are all pressed up against the wall, kind of taking turns peeking around. Including uh, Kay on his little hind legs. No. <laughs> no Kay is just like <laughs> watching it. No, no, please. It's like, we, we don't want him to be Scooby. We don't want to be the Scooby <laughs> Let, let's, Or do you? Let, His psychedelic painted wagon. <laughs> Lean into it. Anyway, so um, I think we're our take think, psychedelics and go in a wagon. I think we're kind of at an impasse. We can't distract this thing. Although I wouldn't have necessarily known that Rail was trying to distract it. Right now, I'm just kind of like, oh shit! So now we have this thing and something huge right behind it. As near as you could tell, yeah. I mean, Rail has not identified that this was him that did this. Well, I mean, he casted a spell right next to you, so. Uh, Thaumaturgy oh, yeah. is uh, V and it's, S, right? Just verbal just and somatic? Just verbal. Oh, okay. Uh, it's basically okay. calling uh, your... your yeah, it's, okay. it, it is pretty much calling your calling out your deity to do something. It's like, do okay. something. Do something. Do something. Well, Rail doesn't actually have it. There's very few deities uh, but, in yeah. Ravnica. And yeah, but that is yeah. a still, that's story. the basic idea of thaumaturgy, where it's like, I shall, like, feel the power of my god. <laughs> so, basically, you heard Rail growl, and, like, that sound be mimicked farther away. Okay, so, I've, and I've probably hmm. been around his kind enough to know, okay, this it, is a spell. His uh, kind? I've what not been around you him, people? but I've been around other researchers. Oh, most I don't know what you were inclined. As far as I know, I was gonna say like I thought Ingrid was bad about it. And like I, here I am thinking, man, researchers must pull pranks on each other all the time for him to be like, yeah, no, this is him. <laughs> Not quite. But yeah, yeah, we definitely need to get into position and alpha strike this guy. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like at this point, I've definitely like gotten my longbow and like have readied an arrow. I think. I'm, Yanking a like a wushu out of me. Yeah, any spellcasters, if there's anything you need to do to prep for a fight, I would recommend you nothing do. that would not tip it off. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I would probably have realized that the pseudo dragon has psychic powers. I may have at I would. I'm gonna ask Ingrid. Like, is there anything your pseudo dragon can do to? Um, scare this creature away, or in some way... Nothing that would not tip it off. And here I was about to say, okay, go ask Ingrid. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little bad about switching between out of character and in character, but... Yeah, so I'm, ba I'm basically, like, like at the ready, like, almost... I like think I probably moved up to where he is, so, you know, he's not making so much noise talking to me. Like, I've noticed he's getting talky, so I'm moving up. Yeah, yeah. he is definitely getting talky. 
So, anyways, I've drawn my bow and arrow. Anyone I'm else? Up. Like, y'all are going to try and do a coordinated strike? Angrin is already coordinated. I'm going to just ready my grip on my cane. Okay. Dart um, in hand. Anyone making the attack? Go ahead and make your attack roll, then. Doing it. Okay, so I guess... The initiative, or just do an attack? Just do an attack. Y'all are in... This is a surprise round. Okay. I'm going to do the hex and the blast. I'm going to go ahead and declare mine first, so I can give it... um, Give it attack disadvantage. Maybe that'll help them. I don't know. My attack... Was a one though, so I did not hit it, I just hexed it. I got a 13. Okay, uh, sure was a six, but a natural one. All right, fair dear, what'd you roll? Um, uh, I got a 11 for me and a three for K. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll damage for Grigum and K. Wait, what? You said K attack too, right? He got a three accuracy. Oh, I thought you said you... Wait, what? Okay, give me your attack rolls again. Okay, I got an 11 to Uh hit. He got a three to hit. Oh, I thought you said 13. Okay, all right. So, Grigum's the only one that hits. So, so just me. Wow, okay. So, seven damage, piercing. (laughs) Okay, so hold that up. But if I see him approaching the creature, I'd like to actually go in the room too. Well, uh, it knows y'all are there now, because Faradir shot an arrow over its head, then Grigum threw a dart at it, which hit it in, like, the side, and, like, went back, and then Kate ran up and went, started barking at him. I'm just saying she's going to mix it up. She's going in the room this time. Okay, give me a second. We are transitioning to... There we go. And, uh, hold on, let me think. I don't know why it keeps on shrinking these things down to, like, the barest space. Hey, settings. Okay. And that. Lesson learned. Check all your things beforehand. Yeah. There's the one that's eating. And I'm guessing the other one was, is hiding. <laughs> the other one's not there. I was testing stuff. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead and place your characters. Uh, let's just assume this is, like, the bend. Wait, actually, is that enough range? I think so. Yeah, you can shoot your area, like, a couple hundred feet. You should be fine. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm the one that has to be, like, right here because of my dart being, like, 20 feet. (laughs) Right. Uh, Rail is running in with K, then? Yeah, as soon as I... Alright. Alright, sometimes the... Things don't. Okay, so I'm gonna assume he he missed, but can we say like he got in back of him? Uh, or no? I'll allow him to circle around. Okay. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. Thirteen. Twenty. Uh, that works plus seven. Grigum. Th- Thirteen. Oh, right. You're thirteen. Sorry. Um. Sorry. I'm. I'm here. Sorry. sorry. Uh, I have twenty-one. Watcher has twenty. Okay. Oh, wow. Faradir, Watcher, and K are all going on the same one. Um. And the ghoul is last at six. Sorry, something I haven't figured out. What kind of action is drawing a weapon or putting on a shield? Uh, ready. That's a ready action. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
These are our... It's assumed that you can you can draw your weapon and make an attack in the same run, or you can draw an arrow and fire the arrow in the same run. Um, okay. It, as long as it's like just one, you can do it. Because if you have I need a free hand uh, to cast Shillelagh is the yeah. problem. So I can't have the shield out and hold the club and cast Shillelagh at the same time. No. You would need to, like, uh, bonus action shillelagh, or, and then primary action would be ready to shield. And, and then I can't attack in the same turn. Maybe you can get a club, a club torch made. See, when I said if the spellcasters could get ready because we're about to attack, this this is kind of... Alright. <laughs> so... I was, I was searching the rule book. <laughs> 21. I just have to take... Uh, Eldritch Blast. Uh, I already have Hex on it, so... Uh, you're within five feet of it, so you have disadvantage. Oh, yeah. Then I don't want to be within five feet of it, so I'll be here. Alright, you're moving back, or are you starting there? Because if you're moving I, back... It... I think I would have known I would have disadvantage getting that close, so... Okay. But I'll watch that later. I'm uh, do I have disadvantage getting that close with um, Spell Sniper still? Uh, Spell Sniper just lets you ignore cover and deal extra damage. Yeah. It's Crossbow Expert that lets you fire into combat. Okay. So, um, I did not make that. I don't think I got an 11. 11? Yeah, no. You kind of fire at it, and it just drops down. Like, All right. Uh, let's see. Next is Watcher, Rail. Oh, no, sorry. Watcher, Faradir, and then K. Um, Watcher is just going to send it pictures of um, hunks of meat in the um, northeast corner. It's telling it. It's not, like, trying to create the illusion, correct? Yeah, it's, like, sending it mental pictures of, hey, there's meat in the corner. Yummy, yummy meat. Okay. Uh, fair dear. Um, okay, so I am pretty sure I can shoot over Grigum. Yeah. Like, that's not a problem, but real... No, no, no. It's, like, not a problem at all. That would be a little bit of a problem, so... I'm assuming... Rail is currently giving it half cover, so it has a plus two to its AC from your current lineup. Okay. Apologies. However, if he's willily, as per his name, <laughs> rail thin. You can make the shot, or you can try and move to a more advantage position. I think I... Like, maybe this corner over here. Here, or just probably here. Okay. Honestly. Go ahead and make your move. Remember your movement restrictions. Four, it's 12, 30, I believe. So I think that's good. Yes. Alright, go ahead and make your attack. That will remove Rail from providing cover. Yeah. I, I don't, because, in all honesty, I do not want to shoot my coworker in the head. That would be a lot of paperwork. <laughs> okay. My insight check I did not roll does not agree with your statement, but that's okay. One to hit. 21. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, Five piercing. Five. Alrighty. You shoot the arrow and like where the dart hit him, you're like, oh, okay, aim for that arrow. And it's like, and it kind of like looks down at the thing and breaks it off. Okay, okay. It doesn't seem to react with pain. No. Uh, if K attacks, he has advantage due to flanking with rail. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's going to be 13 plus 3, 16. 16 to hit? Yeah, that'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Five. Five? Piercing. Right. Five. 
so Kay kind of like launches at it and latches onto his arm, drags him a bit and worries the muscle tissue. And it's a strength check against to be knocked prone, right? Uh, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's DC 11. It does not make that. Kay just hauls it down to the ground. I forgot about that. Okay. Alright, it ha- is prone, so it has disadvantage against uh, melee attacks. But y'all already have advantage against melee attacks if you're in, uh, whatchamacallit, flanking with it. So, next is number 13. So, the next person attacking has advantage? Uh, it's prone, so anyone making melee attacks against it has advantage. Brilliant. It's like, so, I'm going to sit my ass here. Don't like, be in his way, would it? It's like, nope. Well, no, no, he can make that. It's threatening the Neil, but he can make it. So now I'm going to attack it with my staff. I'm going to use both hands for versatile property. He's like, mm-hmm. ha like, got me, let's see, 18 plus six. He's like, so that's a 24. He's like, okay, uh, go ahead and roll damage. All right. Since I'm using both hands, this is like a D8 plus four. It's like, that's a ten total. I'm going to spend a key point and do flurry of blows. It's like, okay. Well, your staff strike comes down on it, and mm-hmm. there's like just this, like Gallagher watermelon across the floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> In that case, I will not spend that key point. <laughs> And I can assume the body it was eating is more than a few turns old, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just try to avoid the spray. Go ahead and roll to avoid the spray. No, I'm kidding. You're fine. Thanks, sir. <laughs> now, what do you think this is? Shadowrun? Um, Anchor goes up to the body it was eating and takes her little um, scythe at her hip and cuts the neck on that body just to be sure. Okay. Okay. So. I do a medicine check on the corpse. Okay, so Ingrid, you're walking up to, like, right next to it? Okay. And as you move, there is a slight stirring in the bone pile near the room, and another one slowly starts to <sighs> emerge out of it. Low brow. Yeah, out of the bone pile. Okay, are we taking the same... Nope, uh, it, combat has not been broken. In fact, it's that thing's turn. It's same. Wait, I didn't take my turn yet. Oh, wait, did I skip you? Oh, sorry, yeah. seven, yeah. Yeah, I was I was one above it. Yeah, go ahead. I am going to... You know what? I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my club, and then I'm going to ready my shield. So technically, should I be back if it wasn't a turn when I can move to no, investigate? Okay. Combat wasn't broken, but we were outside. Out, combat wasn't broken, but we were operating outside the turn order. Um, and I'm going to here. It's two spaces that should be. You're approaching it. Okay. Yes. So you kind of like shield up, swole crawl ready. You're approaching it like, and just leaps at you, making a bite attack first. For ooh, that is twenty to that attack. Hits. Okay, that is. Oh, okay. Uh, it latches onto you, like, just grabs your shoulder and shakes its head back and forth, trying to get at the meat of your neck, and you take, uh, seven points of damage. Oof, like, not a pleasant feeling. It's, like, chewing at your neck. And it ruins neck. my coat! Yeah, there's, like, 
from the bot bastard. All right, uh, so stop top of the turn order. Uh, in- I'm going to um, take a bonus action to move my hex to it. Okay. The shadows kind of, like, start swirling around it, and you can notice, like, its physicality starting to wane a little. And I'm going to try for Eldritch Blast. Uh-oh. Um, 22. 22. Go ahead and roll damage. A seven. All right. So your blast like strikes it into his shoulder and spins it around, knocking it off of rail. And I target strength again. Okay. I kind of assumed it was the same one. That's why it's like it wasted a little. Appreciate the save. All right. So next is Watcher. It just sends it random icons to see if it'll confuse it. Okay. Uh, it... And then Fair Deer. Okay. Uh, question. Is this space valid, or are the bones like... You can climb up on top of it. It's about uh, four feet high, piled up with, like, a bunch of bones. You couldn't see that from the doorway. You saw it when you rushed in, but you haven't really had time to stop and inspect it. Okay, so, bigger question. So, could I move um, Keg like that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd assume technically this would be difficult terrain, but I believe his movement's Cave moves after you, though, so you have to do your turn first. Okay. So go ahead and move that puppy back. So I'm going to move to there, and I think that's a clear shot diagonally um, so without getting in the way of rail, because again, mm-hmm. I'm not to snipe my coworker in the back of the head. It's going to be a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage again. So 10 piercing. 10 piercing? Jeez. Yeah. You basically just, like, aim down, like, you have that perfect shot, and then you let go, and it just, like, completely through it, and you can see it sticking out of the wall. There's, like, a pretty big hole in the body now of the creature that just mauled Rail. All right, so next, now, it's K. Okay, so K's gonna move here, uh... For flanking. Okay, go ahead and roll me an athletics for K as he climbs up there. Uh, sorry, what the athletic strength? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a ten. Ten. K like climbers up on top of it, and then with a yelp, falls and rolls off, landing about five feet over as another ghoul emerges out of the pile of bones. And it's like, <sighs> so K would be here. Yeah. Okay. Two Ooh, more boy. or one more? Another one. Oh, whoops. There we go. Another one. I was about to say, this feels like a nest now. <laughs> this feels like a bad idea. Spawn point. All right, so it's still K's go. Okay, so... Um, he just tumbled down in surprise as he woke up a ghoul that was nesting in, like, a pile of bones. So if he... If he moves again, it would be an attack of opportunity. If he moves out of that five-foot range, yes. Okay, so if he moves back... He would need to take the disengage action to avoid an attack of opportunity or get very lucky. Can he disengage both at once? Yeah, as long as you take the disengage action, you cannot be attacked by attacks of opportunity. But it'll eat his action for the turn. I think he's going to get... he's going to back up. 
All right. You use or, disengage, or are you just going to risk the tax of opportunity? I think disen- I'm going to level with you. I don't quite know what the disengage action completely. Okay. What the disengage action does is you use your action to uh, to uh, make it so you can't be attacked with an attack of opportunity. So basically, you're like warding. You're backing away. You're crouching down. You're moving without being attacked. You're defending yourself. And taking your action by doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to do that. He was very surprised, and he's going to back up instinctively. All right, so he yelps. He and he, weird monsters coming from the pile. So he yelps, rolls off, backs up, and growls. Yeah, exactly. Very glad you did that. Yeah, I think that, yeah, instinctively as an animal, he's going to be like, well, I can't take these two on at once, so I'm going to not get in this fight directly right now. Okay, Grigum, you're up. All right. So, I'm going to start, like, daddling all the way this way. Okay. Go ahead and make me a strength check as you uh, clamber up on top of the uh, Mound of Bones. Just a straight strength? Uh, sorry, um, athletics. Athletics, okay. That's better. I'm trained in that. Ooh, that's actually pretty, pretty darn good. Um. 22. Like, okay. Like, you just kind of, like, up the side of it. Like, you can hear the bones crunching under you. It's, like, climbing up like, the side um, of it. It's a good three feet up, but not really much of an issue for you. I'm, I'm used to scrambling over piles of crap. <laughs> Even before my month training. <laughs> so then, I wouldn't say that I'm in a higher position than this dude, right? It's like, about, you're about equal to it now. It's like, just basically this low, like, 15-foot-long, mound of bones. Yeah, like, even if I was, like, higher ground, I basically am eye-level with it. <laughs> yeah, and it basically it was looking down at K, and as you approach, it, like... I am not even going to give a pause to that as I whirl my staff around and go for another strike. It's like... Okay. Oh, uh, you get your key point back because you didn't make those. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah, you would have known after the, the staff strike that yes, it's yes. dead and not have spent your key point. So you're up. Go ahead. Here we go. Plus six. And two hand damage. You slipped on the bones. Those were. <laughs> you, like, reach yourself. So bring it down, and it looks up at you, and there's, like, this spark in its eyes, and it's like. Hand strikely up, grabbing the staff, and kind of twists and tosses it out of its way. I deck it in the face. Key point. And the bones shift, and you kind of lose balance a little bit. At this point, I I wish I was human with Tavern Brawler, because I would have loved to just immediately grab one of the bones and smash it upside its head. You still can. You just won't have advantage with it. I know. I I mean, I won't have proficiency with it. Yeah. What Text, the, advantage? the GM does not need bad things help. Sorry. Alright, go ahead and make your attack yeah, rolls. Okay, I think. They roll both of these at the same time. Okay, so that is a 18 and a 21. Those both hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Alright. Uh, while he's rolling that, I would like to point out that the creatures would um, naturally avoid me. Yeah, they haven't looked at you. Uh, ten total. Like, ten total? Yeah, like I rolled two ones. <laughs> Plus a, four each. 
It's like, so you're all like, it's like, and you're all, ah! <laughs> okay, uh, now it's rails go. So they're nice. killing your stick. Well, there's two ghouls. Do you think there's room in the bone pile for more? There were three ghouls oh, in there. Head. It's about a 15 foot long bull pi bone pile, about three feet high. Mm, I think we reshuttle it out. Well, just for safety, I'm going to turn undead. Okay, uh, that is a wisdom saving throw? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, wisdom saving okay. throw. DC is 14. 14 each. Okay. Oh, okay. And they are feared by feared you, or let's see here. Let me pull if up. If they up. fail the saving throw, they're turned for one minute or until they take any damage. So they have to move as far away from you as they can. Yes, they okay. cannot willingly move to a space within thirty feet of me, and they can't take reaction. Oh wait, does it say that, or does it say they have to move away from you? A, a turned creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can. There we go. And, yeah. Uh, they're, the only actions they can use are the dash action or to try to escape from an effect that prevents them from Okay, so... If there's nowhere to move, they can dodge. Alright, then it hits both of them. That was your action. You have a bonus action if you have a bonus action. I don't have a bonus action can take a moment, but I'm just going to shout out, Be gone! Okay, so you hoist your staff and the raven eyes just like the crow eyes. Sorry, I don't know why I didn't, like kind of flash. It's a bird. It's a nondescript bird. I just <laughs> call it a crow. Crow. They both look up at it and they like. And let's see here. It is this one's turn first. So it's going to. It's uh, 30 foot speed, so it moves here. And as it moves out of your range, you can make. A attack of opportunity against it, or you can pass on the attack of opportunity if you want, Rail. Uh, sure. So that's with the shillelagh, mm -hmm. uh, which is going... 9 plus 6 is 15. 15, that'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, damage is... 7 plus 4, 11 damage. 11 damage? It basically, like, it starts to creep away from you, and you're like, uh-uh, we ain't done. You grab it, and just smash it in the side of the head with your, uh, staff, and its body just goes limp in your grip. Giving it a good drubbing. Alright, then the other one also failed your, uh, thing, so it has to start moving away. And, let's see here, it goes here, here, and at this move, Grigum has an opportunity for attack of opportunity if you want to take it. Oh, you know I am. I'm like, mm -hmm. be barehanded here. Like, mm, do I want to use? You know, I gotta give it faith. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. Uh, what's a fourteen? Yeah. That'll hit it. Go ahead and roll damage. Yes. <laughs> Bonk. Give it a good swift kick as it passes. And like five. <laughs> Okay, so you, like, give a quick hit, and you can actually hear, like, the bone crack from where your foot impacted, and his leg's a little twisted now. Let's see, that's 5, 10, so 20, and 30, and it moves out of Kay's attack range, which gives it Kay an attack of opportunity if he wants to use his reaction. He does. That's, uh, 22, I believe, to hit. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. That's, um, six, and I think that, um, it, is it still not prone? Yeah, if he fails a strength check. Uh, this that is, is a not one. A day. Like, uh, just like the previous one, like, Kay leaps, grabs it by the throat, and hauls it down to the ground. 
So it does not get to move out of that range because um, it is now prone and it right, doesn't have what, enough movement speed left. Once it takes damage, it's no longer turned, by the way. Yeah, but it is now prone. Yes. It's having a bad day. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's not doing well. Okay, so next one up is we're at the start of the round and is Ingrid. Moving hex. <laughs> okay, you the wasting shadows kind of coil around it, almost like chains now. And um, 18 to hit it. Uh, are you using Eldritch Blast? Yes. It's prone, so it, you have disadvantage. Okay, let me roll again. Um, 16, no, 14 to hit it. Uh, that'll hit it. Go ahead and roll damage. And this time, unlike last time, I'll try to remember my hex damage. Yeah, that's some serious damage. Um, 13. 13? How do you kill it? Just kind of just go for general burning it for safety. So she's just like holding out her hand and kind of sustained blast. Okay. So you going for the charring effect. So you basically like direct the energy from your palm out to it and it shoots like 10 feet and it's just laying on the ground and Kay like yelps and backs up just in time as this wave of like purple black eldritch energy just races it erases it from existence leaving just this black smear on the ground and then she's gonna go up and finish slitting the throat of the other one just in case okay and with that combat is done uh i will transition us back to our uh role play screen and you guys can talk okay oh, my course gonna be the same do a medicine check on the corpse uh she goes over to rail and pats his back and cleans him up it's like at least it'll be clean are you using uh, prestidigitation? Yeah. So the blood just like vaporizes off of the coat. So bones, um, ignore them, burn them, sift them, sniff them with the dog. I think Kay's probably already investigating the bones. Um, Kay is an excellent dog. Go ahead and uh, roll perception. Well, no, investigation, since you're not looking for anything, you're just sorting through them. And I forgot, does Kay look perfectly normal? Kay looks like just a giant mastiff. He's like the size of a Great Dane, but he's the physicality of a mastiff. He's a big dog. And I'm assuming this relies on snow. Uh, investigation? Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry, never mind. Yeah, investigation um, is an intelligence, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 18. 18? Uh, he sniffs through it, and he has, like, just some thigh bone. He's all, he's pretty happy there. I give him scratches. He leans into it, like kicking a little. You can pet him if you want. Wow, those are super aggressive. Nah, pet him. Come on. So, oh, not him. I'm gonna check the corpses. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll. Um, I'll say roll investigation for rolling the corpses. Alright, okay. Mostly looking for, like, Stuff that might be on them, identifying things like once who they may have once been, so on and so forth. Like, I start like stacking the bones to the side with mage hand while okay. he's doing that. Okay, so two males, one female. They're all dead without a stitch of clothing on them. Hmm. One of them is the corpse that was eating because the other ghoul got literally evaporated, sublimated. I don't know what is the term for it when you like just reduce something down to a smear. Discombobulated. Okay. Yeah. Destroyed. <laughs> Owned. 
So I'd, okay. I'd to do a medicine check on the uh, corpses to see how they died. Uh, eating. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, the corpse near Rail uh, had someone grab it by its throat and then beat it in the side of the head with something pretty large and solid. Sorry, um, I meant the corpse that was being eaten. Okay, that one, it looks like it just suffered like some burns and uh, like someone had taken claw marks and dragged them through its flesh. Yeah, there's no clothing at all. No, no, they are all like even the one that was being eaten is naked, and it looks like it's been dead a while. Like a part of it wants to say that this thing may have been dragged out of a grave to be eaten because that's the kind of thing rules do. But at the same time, it's like I'm not can't think too often when someone just is buried nude. Uh, go ahead and roll me religion one more time. I wonder if Rybald made it this far, or if they've come since then. It's possible that someone's been dumping corpses in here. So, this was our last known yeah, unexplored no, that, path? That's a, that's a five. <laughs> okay, so, um, in order, asked, um, it is not outside the realm of possibility in your mind that a cannibalistic undead creature would eat one of its own if it died. In fact, that kind of makes a lot of sense to you. Uh, no, you have not seen any sign of Rybald since he left that room. I don't remember what you asked, uh, Rail. I'm just amusing that it's possible that somebody's been dumping corpses oh, here. Okay. We don't know if these creatures killed these people or just found the bodies. Yeah. Uh, sort Instant. of... Oh, sorry. Sort of out of character. Um, I forget... Like, in, for the greater knowledge of Ravnica, uh-huh. do the Golgari typically cremate bodies? Or oh, no. Uh, you would have to ask our resident Golgari. So that's Once you find that. not a general knowledge thing. Uh, you know the Golgari are the ones that you call when there's a dead body to pick up? But what they do with it is in general. Would you tell people what you did with a dead body? I'm just asking. <laughs> Okay. So I've been sifting the bone pile a little bit. I send Watcher to look for any keystones near the ceiling or anything in case someone's been dropping a body down since Rail brought up the possibility maybe someone's dropping things down. Yeah, also, can I use a medicine to see um, what kind of creatures these skeletons are here on mute? Uh, you don't really need to roll it. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Most of them appear humanoid. Uh, you're not sure about the one that got vaporized, uh, but the one that Rail basically just um, beat down on uh, has slightly pointed ears. Okay, and like the bone pile, like, can I use medicine to determine, like, kind of rather quickly, like, what the, these bones were originally? I mean, there's a lot of them. Go ahead and roll medicine, though. Yeah, just like if I could just take, like, five and be like, okay, these are elderly humans. Or, you like, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, that would be a 23. Okay, so you start digging that through, and you pull out, like, an elongated skull that you recognize as probably uh, Vidalkin's, and you dig through, and you find, like, one that's kind of got, like, a pointed snout that re- that is reminiscent of the Shinos. Uh, you dig out one that looks like just, like, a single eye, and you recognize, oh, hey, uh, Luxodon, probably. It looks like... Oh, 
tiny elephant skull. And you go through and you pull out about bones from four or five different races, just an odd jumble of them piled together into like some sort of little nest. Hey, don't mess up my pile. You gotta put the ones that are sorted over there. And um, can I determine like age? Like are do they typically, are they like elder or is it just kind of all over the place? I mean, the flesh has been stripped off of them. You can see, like, there's bite marks and the bones have been worried. So somewhere between an hour ago and maybe a year, they've been skeletonized. There's no flesh left. Yeah, I thought, like, you could tell, like, if they had, like, like osteoporosis and it, that sort of thing. I mean, it takes a while for, like, um, bones to break down like that, and not all species, like, have bone loss. In fact, some species actually gain more bone mass as they age. Okay, gotcha. I'm gonna go off camera for a second, but I'm still paying attention. Thank you. Oh, um, did Watcher, should I roll for Watcher to see if he sees any upper keystones? Yeah, go ahead and roll. Um, 21. No, no sign of any keystones or traps or anything like that. Uh, he's basically, like, settled down into a corner and is watching y'all. Okay, so I'm just starting the pile of, just going, like, moving the bone at a time to go through the pile, make sure, you know, there's no missing buried coins in it. And I'm like, so guys, I think we're out of tunnels. Any ideas? I mean, we could check around the, like, uh, like, doors beyond the lava, you know? Like, there's some area there. We can check. Yeah. Oh, that's true. They said there's a bend right there, so could be the yeah. other way from the entrance. Yeah, we can make a quick check of that. We're like, just gotta get past some lava. Just and then watch us spend 30 minutes trying to navigate. <laughs> anyway. So, so we um, make our way to the lava. Okay, y'all are all going to the lava room? Uh, did I find anything? Nope. Okay. Uh, my best guess would be all of these bodies were tossed down here without clothes. Just, you know, from my observations. Okay, let's head back. Okay, close. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any arrow? Uh, I think there's at least one arrow that missed. Uh, is there any other arrows I can recover? Oh, right. You made two shots, right? I made three. Three? Uh, it takes you about a minute to dig the one out of the wall, but you managed to recover that one, and you managed to recover another one that you shot into the uh, first uh, ghoul. The one that you shot into the one that got vaporized is unrecoverable. Fair. I'm just trying to keep track of my arrows. Thank you for that. Yes. So, y'all make your way back to the lava room. It takes about maybe five minutes to, like, okay, we went this way. It's made a lot easier by the fact that someone has been marking your tunnels. And you'll find your way through that last little 20-foot hallway into this uh, 20-foot-wide, 30-foot-long room, a glowing river of liquid magma coming from, like, a, like, not a hole so much as just, like, someone took a chunk out of it or a chunk that broke through and lava just started pouring down and out and, and then crossed the way. It looks to be about a good 20, 25 feet across. Are we on the other side, or are we on the same side? Uh, you are on the east side. There is an opening on the west side. But we're on... Sorry. Uh, when we came here before, we're at the same... Y'all are on the same side that y'all came in before. Your, like, marking is right over there with, like, the one. Um, I, I, I might as well... I guess I'll just, like... This is probably shot in the dark, but... Um, could I, uh... 
do a roll for knowledge of any um, active like volcanoes in the area. Sure, go ahead. Uh, make a history roll. Sure. Y'all are assuming that y'all are in the same precinct. I, w- I would also like to make a roll of any lava that coincides with swamps. All right, make a history roll as well. What did you roll, uh, Fair Deer? Thirteen. Thirteen. Non-natural 20. Non-natural 20? Alright, so you don't have any real, like, okay, there's a lava pocket here or a lava pocket here in the Undercity. Um, However, Ingrid, you do know that there's several points in the Undercity uh, where, is it pumping stations generate a tremendous amount of heat, which could be enough to liquefy rock. Um, I ask Watcher to listen for machinery. All right. Uh, go ahead and make the perception roll. Uh, non-natural twenty. It kind of like and looks at you. What did it do? It turns it this way and this way, looking. It's like nope. Okay. Sadly, um, I'm not lava, so. So obviously, I can skitter across, but um, carrying people would be probably something I don't. I guess I haven't tried carrying people across the ceiling, but not that you remember try it now? Uh, I mean, you have a Possibly strength Possibly not the best time to try it. Are there any crenellations or anything decorative that are near, along the ceiling line? Not really. You see like what looks like a, a divot or a recession, like something chipped out of a bit of stone. And for a second it takes you before you realize it looks a lot like the mark that uh, Faradir's arrow left after it shot through the um, and stuck in the wall. Um, hey guys, that looks like someone hit maybe a grappling hook or maybe like an arrow with a rope over there. I don't know how much I trust that if there's lava behind some of the walls, but, you know, just pointing it out is totally a bad idea, though. If we were all humanoid, I'd be tempted to just crawl over and just do kind of a rope bridge, but because we have K... I'm a little bit, I mean, so this drop is like 20 feet, right? Or was it 20 feet across? Sorry. It is, the lava flow is 20 to 25, depending on like what point you are. The ceiling is about 10 feet up. Okay, so I guess my question is, is that what's the width of the river compared to the amount of um, how far it is before you hit lava? Uh, at the narrowest point, like with the least amount of room, there's like five feet. At the area where there's like the most amount of room, there's about 15. It kind of curves at an angle through the room. Is that width or height? Width. Height, the, the, the room is constant, like 10 feet tall, and the lo- river of lo- the lava flow is just flowing along the ground level. Does okay. the channel look regular for the lava, or like it was maybe eroded over time? Uh, it looks like it's been there long enough to like create a channel for it. There's like a couple edges where there's like there was a rivulet, but it's worn the stone down a bit and it stopped flowing along that path. I mean, five feet across this jump. No, it, it's five. Uh, it's twenty to twenty-five. The narrowest point ah. of like space that you can stand on is five. It basically yeah. at the northern part of the room there's a five foot space and at the southern part of the room there's like a fifteen foot space. Gotcha. You muted with advice that we not On the opposite wall to the lava, if I put my hand near it, does that wall feel warm at all? Uh you don't feel any heat in that wall. 
it's flowing into like another opening a lot like the water was, but um, it's hotter towards it, but like the upper part, like where you just reach out and touch the wall, you don't feel much heat there. I'd like to um, let them know to get back, and I'd like to aim a couple blasts at that wall. Maybe if there's an intervening room that doesn't have a hole or something, maybe there's um, a crossover point or something. Like I'm getting some Zelda searching for a secret area trap. like vibes from this. Um, yeah. Go ahead and make your attack roll, Ingrid. 24. Okay, roll damage. Can I hex the wall first? Just kidding. I'm normally pretty permissive as a DM, but I'm going to have to say no. <laughs> I know. That's why I said just kidding. Um, only four damage. Four damage. You, like, blast it, and there's, like, a little div, maybe, like, a half an inch. Um, from going through doorways before, do I have a good idea of how thick the, the walls are when we approach corridors? Uh, you get the impression that, like, the the walls, they're not exactly thin. They may be, like, three to five feet thick in some places. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the room you left is about 20 by 20, and this room is also 20 foot wide. And the corridor was, like, 20 feet long, and there's, like, a little five foot brick at each one where the room expands out from the corridor. So it could be entirely, like, 20 feet thick for all you know. I'll give it another couple blasts at that um, non-lava side, figuring maybe the walls been heat damaged a bit. Just see where I get. Go ahead and make me another attack roll. Um, 19. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. Only four again. This yeah. deep one doesn't like you just, like, carve out, like, maybe it's a full inch deep now. It's about maybe that wide. Um, never mind, guys. This rock is not super odd with, um, necromantic energies. Um, no. I mean, I think I was envisioning, like, cutting some stairs up or something, and it, or, you know, finding a hidden room to jump around, and it's just not, totally not happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, not yet. Like I said, I can climb. I can climb across the ceiling, so uh, we can do the rope bridge. I just don't know how to get K over unless. Are you and Watcher can scout, and if it's a dead end, we don't need to go to all this trouble yet. I mean, you climb with your tentacles, so you yeah. could very easily hold someone in your arms or hold a dog. Okay, do we Even just one size? do that? Uh, you can generally hold a creature of equal or lesser size than you in a grapple, which allows you to move someone. Especially if they're not resisting or fighting. Yeah. So, I mean, I see us across. I kind of would rather, because we already know that there was an infestation of ghouls that the lizard took care of, and there may be more, I'm kind of hesitant to take this on by myself. No offense to your dragon. Okay, well, let's do a backup. Um, Embed one of those arrows, like maybe someone did before with a rope. Tie a simple carry harness and give us a chance in case, you know, you're slippery. Sure. And that way, if you fall, maybe there's something you can grab onto, you know, in case. Yeah, Yeah, I think my first pass is going to be trying to do something. I want to say, don't I have rope and pittance? I know I have rope. I thought I got pitten. Let's take a look. You have backpack bedroll, common travel mask. You have hemp rope. But no pitten. Nope. And we really have, have uh, explored uh, every other th- every other room. 
Or as near as y'all can tell, y'all checked everything on your side. Yeah, does anybody happen to have, like, pittons or... I think I'm using the correct term. It's the things you put in rocks that hold weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And no, it's like, like and at best, I can offer you a wushu dart in this trying time. <laughs> just... I'm afraid I don't have anything that would really help there. Okay. I want to go over and just kind of, like, investigate the lava wall itself. Make sure it seems as solid as it is. Okay. Poke okay. it a bit. Go ahead and make a roll. Um, 12. Alright, this is an investigation. Uh, you kind of, like, poke around where it's and Like, getting just even close to it, you can feel the heat coming off. Like, it's not like it is, like, in the movies where it's, like, anything coming close to lava is instantly vaporized or anything like that. But it's, like, you can hold your hand near for about three seconds, so it's really, really hot. Um, the wall itself is radiating heat out from it, but the stone doesn't seem to be giving too much more than just a little bit at a time where the lava is flowing. Okay, I'm pretty sure we tried this before, but... I mean, you have no memory of yesterday. No, I mean, no, no. What What I mean to say is that just a few minutes ago, we probably have tried this before, but surely we can maybe blast some handholds across the side of the other wall? I mean, mean, y'all can try. She took her two shots to dig about an inch in. I think Mm. at this point, I'm going to assume that we're going to go with the attack, some variation of the me taxing people over, so... Yeah, I I mean, I'm pretty light. I could probably get on the other side. With the backup arrow rope harness. Yeah, so I'm assuming that time isn't really of the essence, so I'm going to be just, like, slowly trying to sort of map a path, you know, going very slowly to make sure, like, no stones are, like, going to fall out or anything like that. Hey, shoot two arrows up there for us to tie to while you're at it. I mean, there is a bit of a ticking clock because it's been a couple hours now, and you're not sure how long you have before your memory for the past 24 hours wipes. Because y'all woke up, y'all could have slept for until noon for all you know. You have no idea yeah. about the time of day. True, but it's usually 24 hours since we last slept, or if we slept again. It's like it's from what we've understood from conversations, and so... A couple of hours is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have, you figure you have somewhere around um, six to twelve hours before you're in danger of like forgetting. Yeah, With that said, it's like we're probably not going to spend more than an hour trying to get across this, even with taxiing. <laughs> You know, unless we wind up falling in, which will kind of put those on. Yeah, but really, this just feels like a time-consuming room rather than a a full-on dangerous room. Yeah, I kind of think that we could just do the taxi thing across at, like, like, the lowest I feel like, considering our our gaming timeline, like, we're not going to... We're probably overthinking. Yeah. The, in the safety mechanisms we I mean, I, I still feel like that long hallway's got something. It had a drip of water at the end. I kind of would rather go out to what we know is an exit, if the lizard is correct, because of the whole 24-hour thing. Wizard? Lizard? What, what huh? Oh, huh? right. Right, bolt. 
Okay, yeah. Sorry, I was confused there. Uh, yeah, because the- sorry. In, in, anybody that is capable of magic, such as Portable Hole, I'll just call wizard. Obviously, that may not be the his official race. I mean, considering that he didn't use any magic in front of us, <laughs> he used a magic. Is <laughs> definitely not the most biased one in the game, so that's cool. <laughs> so, what if I are- said that was biased? <laughs> So, if y'all are going to try and taxi across, make any safety precaution rolls that y'all want to make. Okay. Yeah, sure. Like, let's. Did you put the arrows? Yeah. We're assuming yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, the ceiling's pretty easy to hit, but hitting the ceiling hard enough and at the right place to get the arrows to stick is not necessary. Yeah, I'm thinking. So yeah. Go ahead and make those attack rolls. I was thinking wall near the ceiling, so that there's a um, ninety degree pressure pull. Okay. And you're tying the ropes to those arrows first. Yeah, I'm tying like a simple um, simple harness just for like putting your arms through. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check for not tying. And I will do that because it was my idea, so we're going to use my rope. So, sleight of hand. 18. Okay, you knot the arrows up pretty well and um, managed to construct a kind of semi decent looking safety harness attached uh, out of them basically like that was muted. Oh, I just do the harness he's got to tie the top because he can climb up Okay, so you kind of like shibari tie a harness around uh, Faradir like not, 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 not make sure, give it a tug, make sure it carries his weight and that stuff, okay uh, Faradir, go ahead and make those attack rolls to see if you can get those arrows to stick and um, I just tie a general, like, loop harness. It's not for him, it's whoever he's carrying. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, anchored to him. No, it's oh, anchored okay. to the arrows. Oh, okay, I get it. So that if he drops them, there's a secondary thing to catch. Or if he loses his balance, he can catch onto them for a second to grab the wall again. Sixteen. Sixteen? Okay, you, like... And the arrow just, like, twangs into the wall where you're in. It looks like it's stuck staying in there pretty good. You got one more arrow you want to place, or you can try and do it with that. Or, uh, yeah, the, the one's gonna, that would be a nine. Nine? You, like, take aim at the other one. You hear it, like, hits the wall. Ting! And then falls, and you get to watch what happens when an arrow falls into molten lava, which is sizzle and burn and catch on fire and then disappear. Oof. Hold on, I need to get out some D6s, just in case. I'm chilling some of my water in my water skin and helping oh, with hydration. Wait. Okay. By the by, um, assuming we get across this thing in one piece, I don't suppose you all would mind taking a short rest. Just to uh, catch our breath, I'm still bleeding a little bit from that attack. I'm fine with it. Um, you could probably start resting right now and just be the last one to cross. Uh, uh, maybe out in the hallway where it's a little bit cooler and give us an extra pair of ice for anything approaching. Eleven. Yeah. And this is narrow. Okay, so the next arrow you fire, like, twang, hits the wall, and it doesn't look as tightly in there, but, I mean, it it's staying in place. We'll find out. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming the rope burnt to the, uh, other arrow, right? Uh, you kind of, like... You're gonna go up and tie to the arrows. Yeah, now you have... Oh, these were just the arrows, there was no rope to it. Yeah, Yeah. if there was a rope attached to them, you would have been rolling that with disadvantage. 
Uh, that's more secure anyway, because you can test the arrows before you tie and tie around both of them. Yeah, fair enough. So I'm going to do the... Okay. So you no. kind of skitter up the walls, carrying the rope with you. Go ahead and make me a uh, sleight of hand check for your first tie. Uh, five. Five? Okay. You like... Oh, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. You kind of loop, and it's a bow tie knot, but it looks like it's good. I'm going to test it. <laughs> Go ahead and met roll strength. Uh, it's going to be nine. Nine? Seems solid. The, ro the arrow didn't come out. The rope's still attached. Looks good. Okay. I'm going to go on to the other side. All right, and go ahead and make another slide of hand check for your tie. Uh, 19. 19? Okay, you do this one right. Like, it's like not up there, double tied, and with a dog hitch on it. So it's like, it is not going anywhere. Okay, I'm going to reinspect that knot. Okay. I guess Tug, make sure it's good. Yeah, so this is going to be 15 perception. Okay, it looks good. good. I'm going to go over, going to do a perception check on that knot. Okay. Make sure it looks like the four. Yeah, it looks good. Man, you're proud of yourself on this knot. This is why there's two. This is why there's two errors in the plan. I have a dragon that could check my handiwork. Could could I help? Well, I mean, there. This is like ten feet up in the air. That is true. You can ask the dragon to help in character. Ingrid, may I borrow your dragon to check my handiwork? You, you know, you just ask him. His name's Watcher. Watcher, could you help me not? kill the whole party by inspecting my handiwork. See, how hard was that? Not very. Alright. Uh, Watcher flies up and, like, gives, like, one of them, like, nibbles out a little, checks it, and then flies over and does checks the other as well. Uh, go ahead and make your rolls. Uh, perception? Uh, 13. Okay, and the other one? 12. Yeah, they look good. Like, uh, Watcher gets... Muted. You are. Oh, I am? Okay. Uh, now you're not. Okay. Watcher gives Faradir a mental image of someone laying on their back in a lava pit, but then giving a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, so who wants to be first? Maybe you should take the puppy across. I saw Grigum. Grigum. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty light. You can test it on me. It's okay. Alright, so... Well, is busy. Let's see, Faraday's uh, name is 30, yeah. as I remember. Yeah. So you're only going to be able to move at half of that while you're carrying someone, so go ahead and roll a strength check to make sure you can carry Grigum. 13. 13? Alright. I'm like, what? Like, you kind of... 3 foot 7, I think. Yeah. And you have, like, the, um... The harness that Ingrid tied as well, which is helping a bit. All right, you you basically like slip the harness on Ingrid on uh, Grigum, give him like a bear hug, and start moving across. And let's see if how this goes. All right, uh, you basically like carry him. The ropes get in the way a little bit because you have it coming at both sides, but you maneuver around and you kind of twist the rope, but get him over to the other side and like set the goblin down. It's like. That worked! Go over to the next. Alright, who's next? Alright. Roll your strength check uh, one more time. 
20. 20? Okay. You put the harness on Ingrid and you give her a hug, pull her against you. She's a, she's a couple a foot or so shorter than you, so it's not too much more difficult than it was with Grigum. And you carry her up and no problem gain her across. Set her down, like awkward apologies silence for a moment. Hmm? I said apologies for the close quarters. <laughs> okay. And she just kind of backs up. <laughs> All right, so all that's left is uh, K and Rail. Okay, uh, Rail, do you want to go next? K first. Uh. Okay. Go ahead and roll strength check. Uh, hold on one one, one moment first, though. Hmm? And I'm going to cast uh, blessing. Okay. Sorry, bless. I like that you um, wait until he's moving the dog. Well, the dog seems the hardest. Uh, so I'm going to cast bless on uh, Faradir. K and myself. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll and add a uh, d4 to your roll. Oh, sorry. That was... Simic are so clicky. <laughs> 18. 18? Managing my spell. We have a few to cast. Okay, so uh, you pick K up and he kind of like tucks up against you. The, the harness is not really dog shaped it, but you still kind of get him in there. And probably, sorry, not to, but if I notice that it's like not ready, I would probably do my own. Okay, I mean, it's not bad. You can slip it over his arms, but there's like a little slack to it. You carry him across, and like there's a slight tug all of a sudden, and your shoulder caught on the uh, one of the ropes, and you look, and there's like a arrow fall, and and the little fire starts creeping up along the rope. But all in all, you managed to hold on to uh, K and get him across to the other side and quickly put out the fire before it reaches the harness. Okay. And then, so, the rope is just pretty much burnt. Yes. That, yeah, you lost about maybe three feet off of it. Oh, okay. Like, um, like oh! I do what I can to chill the rope before he goes back. Okay. So, okay. one so, left. You still got the rope and the arrow on the other side. Okay. So, I need to replace one of the arrows, right? You can, or you can just try and carry a rail like uh, with the one rope that y'all got. Did you do bless on your strength check? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry, bless is supposed to be for. Um, oh, yeah, no throws. skills, right? Yeah. Sure. Let's. So just strength check. To carry rail, or...? I'm assuming, unless rail has some other idea. Nope. Alright, let's go, go for it. Just do your thing. Okay, that's 14, 15. 15? Alright. You and rail are kind of the same height, so this is like a little bit more difficult than it was with K, but you got you feel like you got a good grip on him and you're starting to cross. And let's see. Hold on to your favorite comb. Don't want it to oh. fall out. Okay. So, like, the rope that was kind of bow-tied onto the um, arrow kind of starts, you can feel like, you can kind of feel the rope getting a little slack and a little slack, and then hear that distinctive hiss sound of rope hitting hitting, uh, molten stone as the last binding comes up. But you're right there, and you're at the edge, and... It starts to feel a little really loose and slippery, and then all of a sudden, Fairdeer jumps off, 
and y'all land like maybe five feet from the edge of it, and he sets you down. Okay. So lost the rope, probably, huh? Uh, y'all lost like another <laughs> Let's not foot. Do that again. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and reclaim the rest of the rope. So you lost about four feet off of it. Yeah. Um, are we gonna finish the short rest next, right? Well, that's about. He got a short rest sitting there because that took okay. all about an hour between tying the ropes and shooting the arrows and reshooting the arrows and stuff. I'm going to recast False Life since it's been an hour. Okay. So y'all stand there at the entryway. There's maybe a 20-foot quarter that then turns to the left. Okay. Y'all going to go on down? You're make, doing what? Sorry. Make the appropriate markings. Okay. And then to the right was the exit, and then the left is the unexplored? Uh, From what he told us? Yeah. I, I think we might want to check that exit, just to make sure that that is... So y'all are going down the hallway? Exit, yes. Alright, yeah. you walk on down the hallway, you turn to the left, and it's about another 20 feet... I'm sorry, another 40 feet. You walk out of this low, like, 10-foot-tall tunnel into this massive room at 20-foot high ceiling... Ten foot, uh, ten feet above the floor. There's this uh, awning rail system that goes around the outer edge. Uh, Thirty foot tall wooden ornate doors of just like vampires and coffins and skulls and ravens carved into this old dark wood that's stained this like deep brownish red. So the other way looks a little safer. <laughs> And in the other rooms and in the hallway, there wasn't any carvings or anything like that. But in this room, on the wall to either side of the uh, hallway that you're coming out of, is this spider-like symbol with, like, almost bladed arms and a single eye in the center. Oh, that's lovely. Um, what cheerful people must have put that up there? Yeah, sure, wonderful it almost sounds like um, the Underdark. That's not a thing in Rathmate. Well, the Undercity. Oh, did any of us actually recognize it? Uh, at least one of y'all should. Yeah, uh, I guess, would it be an Arcana check or a Does that pin down the general area for me, combined oh, with the oh. machinery and the lava? Yeah, you are definitely sure you're in the Undercity, or at least somewhere near it. Do I have any inkling of if it's Orzov or if it's actual Golgari or oh, which so group I, would be the carvings? Okay, to identify that? Non-natural 20. Non-natural 20? Okay. Oh, well, everyone's doing this. I'm busy trying to make notes of whatever I can remember right now in my journal, just in case. 15. 15? All right. Ingrid rolled 15. Rail, what did you roll? Non-natural 20. All right. Faradir, did you roll anything? 16. Uh, Demage, did you roll anything, or are you just documenting? I'm just documenting. All right. This is... It's a lot more stylized and archaic than the modern version, but it's instantly recognizable as the symbol of House Demir. Interesting. And we will pick up here next week. All right. None of us died. (laughs) That you know of. That I know of, so far. That we remember was with us. (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. (laughs) No, fair, dear. 
Thank you all. All right. Um, have a wonderful week. Thank you to everyone who joined us. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have no idea how many f uh, new followers we picked up, but uh, hopefully you will come and join us and tell a couple friends and who will also join us next week. Uh, and hopefully Ingrid will figure out what the deal is with the comb. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's confusing like everyone else. It's a thing. I know. All right. <laughs> Later all. Take care and have a good one. Hope you all enjoyed this. It's like I, I enjoyed myself. But remember, it's like you enjoyed this half as much as we did making it. It's like that means we enjoyed it twice as much than you did. And I know this is very early days. There's rough stuff. I promise you, we will improve pretty much every stream on uh, setup, sound, all that stuff. So please come back, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.